Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy Sunday. I already see YouTube. Everyone's like late night, one a.m. here on the East Coast. We're doing it. Drop those comments, guys. A late night start. As you look on my right, I want to show you this lovely addition to the Smut Studio. Prano put up a shelf. With the bobbleheads, looking good. Yeah. Piece by piece, we're building it. Brick by brick. That's right. Smut by smut. Okay. The smut studio. Thust by thust. It's happening. You want to take one more shot? (laughs) No, I'm just going to keep doing my own thing. Okay. Dude, I am fucking excited for tonight's show. Okay. Let me tell you. Where what are you what are you most excited about? I'm most excited because the NFL is the best fucking product alive. And all you little dipshits in my fucking Twitter feed who tried to come at me yesterday about college football, fucking in the words of my boy on my left, kill yourself. Today, this whole week actually, starting with Thursday's game, is prime example why the NFL is the best fucking product out there. And if you think You are like, are you what was it about this weekend that made you so Makes you so. T- I mean, I think the the uh, the college football uh, fans out there have you a little turned up. But I was actually watching the sun- after the Sunday night game. Chris Collinsworth was like, "I'll tell you, this has been my favorite season of all time." And I'm like, "What are you watching, Chris?" No, I think it's been a good season. I do. What? But what about this weekend's NFL games? Has you like? Losing your mind about the NFL. Because there were so many good games and so many, even like today's Rams game, that score is misleading. That was a good game all the way through as far as competitiveness. You start Thursday with a game no one saw. I thought the Cowboys would give them a game because it was seven and a half. I don't think we saw them shutting out the Saints offense. Nobody did. I don't think anybody saw... The Giants putting up 30 points on the Bears. The Chargers coming back from being down 16. There's just a lot of storylines happened. And again, that's why they say any given Sunday. This is my whole argument with college football. There there is no any given Saturday. There's that occasional upset. But the the mid-level to bad teams in the NFL can beat a really good team any fucking week. Like, the, the Rams were a play in here there from losing to the Lions. The Bears lose to, to the Giants. That's why I love the NFL. And anybody who says it's the college is more entertaining, you just don't like It's the same way with NBA and college. And I mean, I li- I, I've been arguing that forever. But I like college basketball, but I've never argued that the NBA is not better, not a cleaner game. People, people want to argue that it's a better, more entertaining game. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. One's professional, one's not. End of story. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not a college f- sports fan in general 
because, well, first of all, I only have so much time to watch sports. Sure. And second of all, um, like you said, I mean, I'm not even, to, to me, it's just like everything about all of the college sports that I like, baseball, basketball, football, are flawed. They're very flawed in one way or another. Uh, college basketball, I, I've said, I think is sloppy and often poorly played, uh, especially down the stretch. You either have a coach as a recruiter or a coach as a coach. You have uh, sloppy teams because they're hyper-talented because guys are only going to be there for a year or two and then they're going to disappear. Or they're a bit of a better team because these guys are going to stay four years and learn to play as a team, but they, they don't have the athletes. College baseball, like kill yourself with the metal bats and, uh, you know, catchers taking fucking pitch signs from their wristband while the coaches like walkie talkie in their, you know, pitches and then football. Like the thing that bothered me, the, the arguments that I see going on is like all the reasons that this team should be in the playoffs and this team shouldn't. And this is a power five conference. This isn't, it's like enough, like stop with the power five When's the last time we talked about it the other day? The Big Twelve has done jack shit in the playoffs. That uh, the pack that you know the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, the ACC is Clemson at this point. The SEC is Alabama at this point. Like what the these power? Like when's the last time anybody? Like it's basically five teams every year or six teams every year, seven max, and then four of them make it, and you have four of them in, three of them out, and honestly, the rest of the country is like, uh. Eh. Oh, LSU was supposed to be good and lost three games. Does that happen fucking every year? Does that happen every year? It does. And then, like, the argument that I got to watch today in in, uh, in NFL game day or whatever leading up to NFL countdown, leading up to this uh, college football selection thing, like, the no one can get it together what this – playoff is is it the four best teams and then if it's the four best teams why isn't georgia Georgia in yeah but and honestly i don't think georgia should be in because let's settle this okay and they've already proven they're not as good as alabama they proved it last year in the championship game they proved it yesterday on a neutral site like what are we going to do play that game over and then okay so then georgia wins uh you know a month from now and then they split a season series on a neutral field, and now Georgia's a champ. Why would that be right? So, but that's my point. It's a fucking disaster. I've always said it's a fucking. We disaster. both have. Every level of college football has a sixteen-team tournament, except one A, and that's the only fucking answer. End of story. And you know what? I'm not going to argue with you on Twitter if you listen to this episode. But, but, but if you start throwing these butts at me, guys. It's not a fair system. It's fucked up. Dude, you should have seen my my responses on Twitter, the ad mentions I was getting. This is some cheddar dick when I was saying how much better the NFL game is. You forgot to mention where terrible teams make the NFL playoffs every year. What, you mean like 9-7 and or 10-6 and Giants teams that win the Super Bowl? But but the the converse... And those aren't terrible teams. Yeah, of course they're not, but... Or the 10-6 and Packers who won in 2010... And then the, or, the the flip side of the coin is every year 
great by college football standards. Schools don't make the playoff and don't have a shot to win. This is two years in a row. University of Central Florida is undefeated. They don't get to play for it. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Do I think that they're going to win? No, but they should have a chance. Who do you think thought that the New York Giants were going to beat the 18-0 Patriots? No one. I didn't. I'm a Giants fan. I was like, I hope it's close. I was literally like, I'm going to drink Miller Lights until it's not close, and then I'm going to double up until I pass out. And that's the beauty of football. You Any given Sunday, any given Saturday, like it's happened Alabama hasn't won every single year that they've had Saban. People have beaten them. It has happened. Clemson beat them. Ohio State o- beat them. Auburn beat them. Like, people have beaten them. So the idea that, like, oh, UCF would never win. It's like, if if they'd win 1 in 20, who's to say that 1 out of 20 doesn't fall on January 1st? And that's what sucks. It's fucking stupid. It. And again, I'll repeat it for the millionth time. It's so stupid because every other college level goes, obviously, this is the way to do it. That's why we're all going to do it this way. Not just but, college, but high school, pros. Yeah. It's the only level. How many times are we going to say this? It's literally the only level of all of football from high school through the NFL that just takes four teams to a playoff. It's the only fucking level. End of story. Makes zero sense. That's why, honestly, I know we have a lot of college football fans who listen to the show, and I'm sure, you know, the the most fired up ones are the ones that live in fucking Ohio because their professional team is the Browns, or the ones that live in, you know, the South in Oklahoma, where that's like the only thing that they fucking have, or Texas. Like, I get it. There are college football fans out there because of the the geography of it all, but like. In the end, when we like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna are we really gonna talk about the the which team should have gotten that fourth spot? Like Alabama was obviously getting in, Clemson was obviously getting in, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame was obviously getting in, and now what? I mean, we, are we really gonna have a fucking discussion on like Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, like and Central Florida? Yeah, I mean that that's that's what's fucking hilarious. We're talking about three teams. With Georgia, Central Florida, and Ohio State, who everybody would like to see thrown in the mix. But no, we can't. Because, oh, we're just going to limit it to four. And and to think, dude, think about this. Think about this. We're just like five years removed. It was two. Yeah. Put that in today. Take the old system. Put it in 2018. Just five years ago. How the fuck were they supposed to choose... Between, I mean, it's, it's happened before. I know. That's the point. If the old system were happening today, they would have had to choose between Bama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Those two spots. All qualified, all undefeated. It's fucking stupid. And back to the initial point. That is why the NFL is the best fucking product. There's the most parody, and it's the most entertaining. And if you think college is better, then you live in some fucking podunk town and also don't understand the height and best fucking sport. It's the, it, it's the highest level. Why is this so difficult? It's not difficult. It's, it's not a question. I mean, I don't even know what the argument is, but 
the people that are arguing against it. There's are, a comment are, right now. You need to watch more SEC football. No, I'll watch the why? fucking NFL. Why would I watch more SEC football? Why am I watching? I've watched SEC football. Guess who wins every year? Alabama. Every year, Alabama wins. Guess what? LSU, every year. Everybody thinks they're going to be, this is the year they're going to fucking figure it out. They lose a game they're not supposed to. Auburn, every fucking five years, yeah. they fucking sneak in and beat somebody. Yeah. Georgia, when's Georgia, when, when was the last time Georgia won the national championship in college football? Did they ever win it under Herschel Walker? Not when I was alive. 1980? I don't know. Not when I was alive. Who else am I watching? Vanderbilt? That's like saying watch more watch more AFC North football and watch the Browns. Kentucky? Has Kentucky like Kentucky wasn't good with Couch? Kentucky wasn't good with fucking the hefty lefty. Couch wasn't yeah. good or Kentucky wasn't good. They've never been good. This who like the, who like am their, I watching? It's like their best year and they lost three who games. Who am I watching? What SEC football game should I be watching? Tennessee? Peyton Manning? T Martin? That's that's before that we were just talking before the show about the water boy. That's before the water boy. What what SEC games? I want the answer. What SEC games am I supposed to be watching? What SEC? A- Alabama beat everybody? Awesome. I should wa- should I watch more AFC East football? You got to watch more AFC East football, dude. Fucking yeah. I mean, Patriots win every year, but some of those Jets-Dolphins games, bro, pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous to see who's going to finish second and not make a playoffs. You should watch more SEC football. What a fucking joke. It is. The whole system is a joke. And and you want to hear something? I actually watched a fair amount this year, and I almost regret it. I do. Because everything you just said is true. Oh, it's Bama and Clemson again? Surprise. You really, if you look at the NFL, it doesn't, you literally don't know who's going to win. Anyway, we, I think we pretty much agree. I, and, I'm, and I just don't, like, the thing is, the people who are upset, it, it's the same way as the election. The people who get all fucking yell at each other about Trump and Clinton and Obama and Bush and they do fuck. You're missing it. The, the, the more if you're an Oklahoma fan or a Georgia fan or an Ohio State fan or a UCF fan and you're arguing about why you should be in, you, you missed the point. Argue that you should all be in. Yes. That's the only argument. Amen. Until you're arguing that you should all be in, you're fucking wrong. That's Every single Georgia fan, every single Ohio State fan that's arguing you should be in, kill yourself. You've missed the point. You've missed it. You should all be in. And and honestly, it should be 16. When, when they go to eight, it should still be 16. It should be 16. Why didn't every other division choose eight? Now everybody's going, well, if it was eight, it was eight. Why? Why? Why should it be eight? Why should it be eight? It shouldn't. It should be NFL 12 or it should be 16. That's it. Eight? What does that solve? You don't think we're going to have a fucking year where the, the ninth team is pretty fucking good? From one of the not power five conferences, the, the, the like New York the Gi- fucking Pac twelve, 
When's the last time the Pac-12 a goddamn fucking thing? Reggie, that was like when Reggie Bush was signed to a four-year contract at USC. It was the last time fucking the Pac-12. Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree with you. And you basically summed up what I tweeted yesterday. That's what I, or I'm sorry, I tweeted this morning. Don't argue about if your team should be in. Argue about the fucking system. I've been saying this for, I've been saying this since I was in college and I, I did not know until I went to Lehigh that every other level of football does this. And then I went to one double A playoff games for a month. Lehigh was on the verge of playing in the national championship game when I was there. They lost a semifinal game to UMass. And I went to, I was like, this is fucking dope. Why don't they do this? Well, you know, guys can't play and go to school. What? But these guys are. These guys are doing it. Well, you know, because uh, uh, we need a month off before the Car Quest Bowl to, re- to relax. <laughs> the Car Quest Bowl. The hymns.com Bowl. The Beef Jerky. The Beef O'Brady Bowl. We need a month off. Why? You're the only ones that are actually getting treated like athletes. The one double A, two, yeah. three, they're they're just students. They're, they're students. actually going to class and playing on vacation. Yeah. They're playing football games while on vacation. Yeah. Their holiday vacation. But Clemson can't do it. They need a month off. They're gonna have a pizza party and then they're gonna have a month off. And during that month, it's mostly just gonna be bowling and also some indoor skydiving in their fucking playhouse. They need that month. Yeah. Dude, you should see these comments. Hey, Jonah Pennington, kill yourself. This dude, Alabama-Georgia game was more interesting than 99% of the NFL games this year. Then you don't watch NFL. You just don't watch NFL. If you think that game was more interesting than all the games today. Great. Guess what? It was a good football game. I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, me too. It was a good football game. And guess what? The team that everybody thought was going to win by a touchdown won by a touchdown. Woo! Fuck. That was a shocker. How about all those other Alabama games this year? How about all those games? The point that the NFL is so much better is this, guys. This is the point. You take a game today, like the Kansas City Chiefs against the Oakland Raiders, a team that is a massive favorite, comes down to the very end. You're not seeing that in college, plain and simple. Here's the You're di- just not seeing that. Here's the difference between the NFL and college football. The In the Belichick-Brady era, they have won five Super Bowls. Correct. They've been the most dominant team by far in the NFL over that time. Correct. Imagine how many championships they would have won if every year... They also got the first, third, fifth, ninth, and 15th overall pick. Would they ever lose? No. No. You know why they don't get those? Because it's set up so that the worst teams get the best players so that there's parity. Not the best teams get them the best players and then get the best players. You, you think if Tom Brady had the number one overall pick, Belichick and Brady all of these guys who are the top five picks in the NFL went to the Patriots. Do you think that would be fun or interesting? No. It would be awful. 
They're like, you know what? Mayfield, why go somewhere else? Come here, sit on the bench, wait for Brady to move on. Beckham, come here, take over at receiver. Edelman, out. Odell, in. I mean, what a fucking joke that would be. And in case you're not following, that's what Bama does every year. That's what these blue blood programs do every year. They just replace that class with another good class. They're really not missing a beat at all. As proven by the fact that Alabama wins basically every year. You got to watch more SEC football, dude. The Vanderbilt-Kentucky game this year, mind-blowing. Dude, Tennessee Ole Miss, you got to see it, man. Crazy. We get it. We get it. You're in college. You like to drink. We get it. Saturdays are for the boys. We get it. You're a fucking douche. We get it. (laughs) Your fucking home state doesn't have a professional football team. We get it. We get it. You live in fucking Oklahoma. I mean, if you can't see that from from this week's NFL games and, and all the things I just said, the, the, honestly, the NFL thing—I don't f- forget the NFL. F- take that out of it. College football's fucking broken, as is every other fucking college sport for the for that matter. That being said, hope Notre Dame wins. <laughs> but it's funny that, you know I, I, I'm a prime example you, like, know the, you know both those games are double digit under, a double digit underdogs yeah and somebody asked me last week you know because obviously I've rooted for Notre Dame but like to a point you know my yeah. whole life I've, I've rooted for Notre Dame to a point somebody said to me they go would you rather the Giants win out and be 9-7 and seven and maybe don't even make the playoffs or Notre Dame wins the national championship I'm like it's not even close it's not even close. Giants I'd rather out. I'd rather the Giants go fucking eight and eight. Yeah. Than Notre Dame because I don't like I just don't care that much. They're fucking children. They're like also like what does it matter in the fucking end? Yeah. But that being said, I hope they win. And it's the they same. They make the national championship game. It's I'm the same way you want to watch. I like watching football. You want to watch the game at the highest level. Yeah. That, to me, that's what it boils down to. Do you want to watch the any, whether it's the NBA or the NFL, you know, we're talking about the two major sports here of college versus pros. Do you want to watch the game at the highest level? And the answer is I do. I want to watch the game at the highest level. When... When Tua goes out yesterday for Bama and the announcers are going, oh, shit, now they can't throw the ball, that's a problem. When you have a quarterback who can't throw the ball, I'm basically back in my high school days. So anyway. Is that a nice segue into this Ravens team? <laughs> yeah, well, we can't segue into that. But, Joe, before we do that, how's the beard looking on me? How's it looking? Looking good? Yeah, I mean, you went, you, you went for it. I did. Now, now, what did Trippy do to the top part there? You didn't really do much. Can, can you you kind of got like a dad, get like a uh, young dad haircut there going there. What? I thought he faded me out good. Yeah. I again the top. I see. I would have gone. I would have gone with the crew cut. But you know what I mean. Like no, no. I've said I'm not touching the top. Not touching the top. And uh, I had recently shaved myself using those amazing blades from our friends at Harry's. 
and then, and then he he kind of tri- he thinned it out a little. Now, is it true that you brought Harry's razors too trippy for him to clean up around the the edges of the beard? I can see it. In the I back did there and the top. I did clean cut. And Trippy was enamored by the fifth blade. He's like, "Yo, fool, this is amazing." He's like, "Yo, fool, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, <laughs> cinco. What is this cinco blade?" He he was he was blown away, and then he was blown away even more. I There's said, more. I mean, I, I just want to say this because I think it's very important to just know exactly how many blades you get when you use Harry's. There are more blades on a Harry's razor than there are teams in the college national championship playoffs. Good point. I mean, five to four. It's a good point, Joe Prano. And if you aren't college, you probably don't have much money, so we got a good deal for you to. Hook up your your old man or your loved one or whoever with an amazing, perfect holiday gift. Guys, all dirt balls can help us out and help our show because we have partnered with Harry's to give $5 off any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets. When you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty plus, you'll get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers. That's important. So if you've already used it, this offer is all—it's still valid for you. And it's only available for the holidays. That includes the weighted ergonomic handle with an option to engrave. So if you're like a UCF fan, you could put national champs on your amazing Harry Razor. And uh, it also comes with a German-engineered five-blade cartridges, with a, which provides a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box. So get your holiday shopping done early. Free shopping ends on December 12th. December 12th, right around the corner. So act now. Go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to get $5 off your shave set while supplies last. Once again, that's harrys.com forward slash dirty. And uh, yeah, guys, it's an amazing box. I have one here. And uh, they will take care of you and take care of uh, whoever's gift you're getting that for. Okay, let's get to some NFL. Let's talk some stuff. Some st- let's talk some stuff. Let's talk some stuff. And yeah, we were talking college. I think that's only the perfect segue to talk about Lamar Jackson. How the fuck are the Baltimore Ravens winning games? Is it all their defense? It. I mean... It, it I, is. Uh, well, I, I do think it is a combo, but... It's like the way that they're playing. It's it's essentially a college style of offense where they're playing ball control with him and their defense. I don't think it has a long term success. They're three and zero though. No, I know. And I mean, they're like, even though they were the favorites, they're going into Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's still that's a road game against a potent offense. And they dominated today. And they're dominating every week. I'm just, I'm looking at his stat line, Prano. But like, the, their, their, yeah, their defense was great today. But they also, just the, the ball control, again, like Atlanta just didn't even have the ball that much. I mean, they've beaten, no, no they haven't beaten the best teams. Cincinnati, Oakland, yeah. and Atlanta, but still. And who they got coming up? He hasn't thrown for 200 yards in any start. Right. Now, he's running for 100 yards every game. Yeah. So he's running the damn ball good. 
But it's just, it's still pretty amazing because they're in the playoffs right now. The Ravens are in the playoffs. Right. Coming up, they have, they'll get tested next week because they're going to have to put up some points. They're at the Chiefs next week. That's an L. Two of their next four are tough. At Chiefs, Bucks at home, at Chargers against Browns. Yeah. They're going to lose to the two good teams. They're going to be the two bad teams. But also, I mean, you know me, man. Like, I understand that they don't have they don't have another option, right? They have RG three, yeah, who's their backup, who's in the game today, who got in the game today because Lamar Jackson had to leave and go into concussion protocol. I am one hundred and I I'm two hundred percent. I'm five hundred percent. I'm infinite percent against running the ball with your quarterback in the NFL because. How long can it last? Well, my response to that would be this. I agree, but that's what Lamar Jackson is, man. But again, this isn't college football. I agree, but that's what I'm saying. But my point this is, like, is the NFL. He is a running quarterback. But that's not an NFL position. He was out of the game today. By his own player, too. Anytime you're doing that, you're putting yourself in a position to get hurt. Yeah. So I, look, my New York Giants beat the Bears today. Why did we beat the Bears today? There's there's only one reason we beat the Bears today. Because Chase Daniels was starting. Yeah. Because the Bears run Trubisky by choice. Oh, well, the hit he took was a dirty hit. And the guy, Yeah, guess what? NFL players are kicking women in the face. They're half gladiator, half animal. Okay, they're going to take a cheap shot at the quarterback. They take cheap shots at the quarterback in the pocket. You think if he's running, they're not going to take a cheap shot? Taking quarterbacks out is the name of the game on defense. Yeah. Don't run your quarterback. Now, I understand that that's Lamar Jackson, and I understand that the Ravens, he's not their starter. He's their starter right now, and, and this gives them the best chance to win. But how long does it keep up? Well, I agree with you. And then the second question, I guess, is if Joe Flacco is healthy, they've won three in a row, though, with Lamar Jackson. You're John Harbaugh. I say, Joe Flacco, 100% healthy. Who are you starting? I'm starting Joe Flacco. I am, too. You got to throw the ball. It, you like, just have to. It just it just puts such a ceiling on you. Yeah, he's gonna be, he you you guys could beat some bad teams this way. Does that mean that they can't use Lamar Jackson more than they were as a decoy? Does that mean they can't bring him in and run these plays? No, fucking go for it. But it puts a ceiling on your team. I don't believe. I don't think anybody believes Lamar Jackson running the ball for 100 yards, running the option in the NFL, gives them a legit chance to get in the playoffs as a low seed and yeah. then run the table and win the Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl or bust league. That's the name of the game. Yeah. If you take second, if you make the Super Bowl, all right, let's not say if you make the Super Bowl, but if you make the championship game, if you're the Jaguars from last year, all you are is a big fat loser with a low fucking draft pick. That's what you are. 
In other sports, you got to fucking sell tickets. You got to keep your fans interested. In in the NFL, it's a Super Bowl or bust league. You're a you're a fucking you're you're the same loser as everybody else, and also you have a shitty draft pick. Yeah. He's not your long term solution unless he learns how to throw the ball. He just can't throw the ball, guys. And but but I the other thing is we don't know whether or not Harbaugh's allowing him to throw the ball. It's a good like, point. You know, I, I'm not ready to say like Lamar Jackson's incompetent at throwing the football. I'm not calling him a I'm bust. I'm just saying or that this strategy is not does not have yeah, a, yeah. is not the recipe for long term success. And I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'm just saying the guy's got to you got to let loose a little. Like Tebow won a playoff game. A playoff game. Yeah. And he threw for 300 yards that playoff game. Did he? Yeah. Again, a playoff game. And that was his ceiling. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of guys throwing the ball, oh, Baker Mayfield. Had a little trouble doing that today, didn't you, buddy? Oh, uh, what are you talking about, Andy? He threw for almost 400 yards. He's he was he was pretty dominant. His second half, he threw for 315 yards in the second half alone. Oh, Baker Mayfield and all the Baker Mayfield stands. Come at me, guys. Where you at? Where you at, Baker fans? So hot in our YouTube comments. So hot on Twitter. I was. I was He's not insecure. I was feeling pretty safe today. Wasn't feeling that dangerous. Feeling pretty safe. That's why I only threw for 35 yards in the first half. So Baker spends his week battling with ESPN's first take. That's what he's doing with his time. That's what he's mentally doing. He's he's trying to battle with Damian Woody and Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. And then what happens? He throws three interceptions in the first half, including a pick six, and they were already they were done. By halftime, they had lost. They were getting their ass kicked. So, I don't know, guys. Was I right? Was Joe right? Yeah, we fucking were. I mean, look, I made no statement on Baker Mayfield other than I think he was he's clearly insecure for battling with guys on Instagram. I, I said during that, do I think he can focus on football and focus on fucking being an Instagram fucking shithead? Yeah, maybe. Fine. Look, I don't think he's that good yet anyway. The whole idea of, well, he'd be fucking eight and five, eight and three if, if this happened, and he'd be fucking if this, and without Hugh Jackson, this, and without, it's like, dude, you got to be consistent and play well. It's his first year in the league. He's the first overall pick. He's on a, he was on a team that won zero games. They're not fucking good. Okay. But that being said, relax with the whole just everybody fucking take it down and honestly what i can't believe has happened all this week that i've seen is like i just don't understand why why is there why is there a baker boner like why do people have the baker boner because they're fucking idiots it's it's the same you said it before we started recording tonight it's johnny monzel all over again now, he's not playing like Manziel. I'm not saying that. He's obviously having a much better first year, and the verdict on him is still to be determined. 
But it is. It's that it's that machismo and that swagger. It's all that shit that people love buying into. Dude, you should see the comments. Like I said, on YouTube, I posted a clip from our last episode. So many stands are coming at us. I responded to every single one on, under our Dirty Sports banner. Not one person responded. I wasn't being a dick. I was like, tell me how he's not insecure. Tell me how anything we said in this video is wrong. Not one person responded. You guys are idiots. Everything in that video is dumb. Then tell me why. Guys, if you're listening, tell me why he's not insecure. Tell me another quarterback who's ever responded to ESPN's first take. I, my, again, it's I'm, the same I'm shit. Say it again. I don't like. I'm fine. But, like I think Baker's gonna be fine. Like it, uh, anybody that thinks, well, it, this is it. He's their franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. You're not paying attention. Anybody that thinks he's a bust, you're not paying attention. He's somewhere in between. But I just don't know how a guy who's playing this inconsistent and sort of, you know, like not it, it's it, he's not fucking Patrick Mahomes. No, and I- and. That that everybody's like buying in to that. Oh, this that this is greatness we're witnessing. I just don't know where that comes from. I think Goldberg said it when he was on the show a few weeks ago, and I actually I thought he made a good point about this. I think you need about five years. That might sound like a long time. Now there are some quarterbacks who you know right out the gate. Holy shit, they're winning a lot of games by year two, year three. I think you need almost five years with the guy because it take the learning curve again we're just talking about it right Prano from calls to the NFL he's gonna have a new offense coordinator next year that's what he's I'm gonna saying have a new coach next year you need a few years so we don't know the verdict we don't know so on him or any of these guys you, you need you need substantial evidence so to speak on how they're gonna play out but that's the thing is there are some guys that you don't. There are some guys that are that it was obvious, you know, Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. There are guys who came in the league and started being great right out of the gate, even if it wasn't in like, oh, Peyton Manning threw a bunch of picks his first year. But that it's not neither here nor there. It's like you could tell, yeah, they were great. Like that Baker's just not that yet. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So what? But just don't fucking get on the train just because you like that he fucking, you know, whatever he did at fucking Ohio State last year. Put the put the fucking stake in the C or the O or whatever. Like, who cares? Where's a headband? He's crazy. I like him. He's crazy. Swagger. I mean, swagger is not on the top 50 things I'm looking for in my quarterback. Swagger is not on my list. And I said it last week, I'll say it again. We're talking the quarterback here, guys. It's a lot different the, it's a lot different position than the wide receiver than the running back. It really is. I mean, he's having an all right year. I would not say he's having a bad year. Great. He's having a pretty good year for a rookie. But let's talk about the Texans. Nine in a row now. I'm standing by. They're winning a fucking playoff game, bro. The Houston Texans are winning a playoff game. I can't imagine how this would come back to bite you in the ass. Unless they play my boys. Phillip Rivers. And the Chargers. I'm drinking some Kool-Aid right now. Which they wouldn't because. What do we got here? Let me look at the standings. What, what do well, we got? they wouldn't right now, but they might. 
right, right now, NFL playoff standings, we got... Nope. I mean, if they jump somebody, right, then they... They would get the, the Ravens in the first round. Because they're the three seed in the yeah, AFC right now. That Steelers loss was huge. Yeah. And Steelers are what, four? Steelers at four and five are Steelers and Chargers. That'd be a rematch. And what's the uh so the the Texans are nine and three, and the Steelers are what now? Seven, four, and one. Right. So it's about a game and a half lead. The Patriots can't slip up either. They're nine and three. The Chiefs are ten and two. Same thing. The Chiefs have, you know, they got some games left. What do you make of that Steelers collapse in the second half? You put that all on Tomlin. I mean, I put a lot. I put a lot of it on Tomlin. Put a little bit of uh, on Roethlisberger. Um, he threw a fucking ball right at a guy. I don't know what the fuck he was like. But there, there's a lot of fucking shitty calls in that game. A lot of bad luck. But it was in. It was in Pittsburgh. I mean, look. So that missed call though in the first half. That fucking offsides call. I just don't even understand how that happens. So like that's I mean, that's the definition of you had one job. Well, Eve, did you hear Collinsworth even said that your what? only job? Yeah. As a line judge, but like forget forget even happen. You, you the, can't have that happen. Forget even that being your only job. Like the entire everybody watching on TV and in the stadium can see it in real time. How do you not see it? Like how do you? How does no one see it? How do they not get together and talk about it and fucking go? You know what? Turns out he was offsides. Like the whole stadium knew it. We, I saw it live. We all yeah, saw it live. We all saw it live. That guy, by the way, that guy was going off. That guy was f- jumping on almost every play in early, early in the game. He was ahead of the snap count. But we've talked about this before. You know, not as bad, but still bad. Like the Rams Saints game, where a missed call like that. I mean, they score a touchdown on that play. Yeah. that's. I'm not saying that the Chargers can't go down and score, but that seven points is the game. Right. That's the game right there. I mean, it wasn't the game at the time, but... That shit can't happen. But again, they got a couple of... They got a couple of good call. Like They had a couple of call, calls that went their way. They got a couple of lucky bounces. I mean, that fucking touchdown in, on a you know, deflected ball that bounces up. Um, Should I be drinking the, the Chargers Kool-Aid? Because I've been drinking it pretty good lately. I'm big on Philip Rivers right now. But, I mean, what does it mean to drink the Kool-Aid? It means that I think they are a very complete team. In fact, evidence again today by how the Chiefs played, giving up 30 points, 30 points to the Raiders. I think come playoff time, these defenses. Yeah, who did the Chargers lose to last week? They lost to the Broncos, who who won three in a row. I mean, the Broncos are playing good. They beat. They just beat the Steelers too. I don't know, man. Like, there's there's a lot of factors in play here, but I think overall, people might kill me for this. I think overall, the Chargers might be a more complete team. If we talk both sides of the ball and the Chiefs. The Chiefs the Chiefs defense, guys, is awful. It's it's atrocious. You're giving up 30 points to the Raiders. It's the same shit I said about the Rams. I said the Rams defense 
has to settle down. And they did this week. And I know it was the Lions, but it's still a road game. It's not easy. The Rams' defense won them today's game. Aaron Donald is much more important. Right now in a playoff game, Chiefs and uh, the Chargers in Arrowhead, I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. But and also, me, but, they have to get there still. But let me ask you this. They still have to play a playoff. They still have to play a, a division let round, me ask a wild card round game. If I said Chiefs Chargers in Arrowhead, would you really be that surprised if the Chargers won? I, w- I mean, look, again, it's the NFL. That's the beauty of it. So you wouldn't be? No, but I'd also, I'm also still on that Chiefs team. Okay. Despite Kareem Hunt being out. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. Kareem Hunt. Done. For now. For now. Yeah. Now, Terry Bradshaw, as we played the clip earlier, uh, before we got the show going, said he should never play a down again. I, but I don't understand. Where, like, what, why isn't Terry Bradshaw boycotting the, the fucking NFL on Fox until Joe Mixon's out of the league? I agree. Until Ben Roethlisberger's out of the league. I oh, agree. Because he's, he's a former Steelers quarterback. Well, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The hypocrisy, and I used to get mad in the past. I won't. I will not get mad anymore because I watch the NFL. I don't even know from game to game who's been arrested, who's had convictions, who has been charged. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know when I'm watching today's Bears Giants game. I don't know which players are involved in off the field shit. But I also know I like the sport. But like, so, the, so my, I, but I think because you've 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 been on this hypocrisy thing for a while. I think the thing is though, just saying like we're all hypocrites if we watch. So then what? Like either don't watch or just accept that you fucking don't care. It's like if people are outspoken about caring, and the league has heard that. And now when they see evidence of somebody doing something, they're immediately released from their team, then it's kind of working, right? Well, I also have big theories on this whole video bullshit. Okay. I mean, I can play a call. It's basically my point if you want to listen to it or I can just talk about it. You know, Kyle Aronofsky played a call saying, you know, basically questioning whether or not the league and or the Chiefs knew. And I 100%, I'm saying, gun to my fucking head, the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL had seen that video before. Not one part of me thinks that they had not seen it. You mean to tell me a multi-billion, and we're talking billions of dollars league, could not get that video. See, I think... And TMZ could. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's that... They didn't want to see it? Right. Okay. So they didn't try to get it. They asked for it, and the police say no, you know, and they yeah. go, well, we asked the police for it. We're not in the business of saying, like, what if we give you 60 grand? Would it, could it end up in our email? No? What if we gave you 100 grand? Yeah. Which TMZ is going to fucking play that game. Sure. What if we gave you 250 grand? Will that, can that, will that show up in our email box? Well, you know, uh. Maybe. So 
I just don't think the I don't think the league's in that in the business of doing that, and I don't know. I, I'm not sure if they should be in the business of doing that or, or not in the business of doing that. But I think with everything that happened in the Ray Rice video, the idea that they would put themselves in a position where yeah, we sent it to them and they didn't care. That just seems. I mean, the, the NFL's made some dumb decisions. That seems like exceptionally dumb. Well, one, I think there's a lot of plausibility to what you're saying. I like that's another angle I could totally see. But either way, they look like chumps here. You see what I'm saying? Either way, either they didn't try hard enough because they are worth billions of dollars and they can get anything they want, or they did see and they just lied and they were just waiting for this day to happen. But this notion that we asked Korea, I mean, Kansas City's alibi, their story they're going by is, we asked Kareem Hunt what happened, he lied to us, oh, now we're cutting him. Well, first of all, that's all bullshit. No, you're cutting him because the video was released. Right, of course. And we live in a culture that once we visually see something, it's far worse than just hearing about it. So... My take kind of on all this is I think everyone's full of shit. But again, I'm not going to be one who's like, oh, this league and this and that, because I know I like the sport. I mean, I'm sitting here with the heart on how much I love the NFL. Yeah. Look, I think the NFL. But I'm also, but Prano, did you see my point? My, my point also I've is. Been, I've been pretty open about the fact that I think, you know, the owners in the league are fucking shitheads for the most part. Yes, agreed. Goodell is just a mouthpiece for shitheads. Sure. And, but again, I think it's, to, to repeat my point from before, it's like, they're also, like, it's not really reasonable to say, we've got like a fucking, like my brother John is suddenly working in the NFL offices and his his you know, job is to get on planes and show up at fucking random local police stations and like, you know, make cash bribes to get fucking like to get videos that they need to see to decide. It's like, but do you really think they would need to be that big of a cash bribe? I really don't think it would have to be. But like, I'm saying a guy shows up to the police department. He says, hey, man, I work for the NFL. We all know the respect that the NFL gets, not just from that it's a sport, but that it's a mega business. I mean, there's so much different shit that's involved. Like, this was part of a crime. This is evidence. This is, like, whatever. Uh, Can you make a copy? I mean, now do we make a copy for everybody? My point is, is that it shouldn't, like, it shouldn't fucking matter about seeing it on tape. That's the th- that's the point. We agree there. For so, sure. like the idea of like how hard do they work or not work to fucking try to see the tape is like. But again, th- this is all. This is I'm just looking for some level of staying on one lane because here's what we have with the Here, Chiefs. Let's start with fucking. Let's just, start, let's start with start- a really important one lane. Don't be the shithead on the internet that's making an argument. For Kareem Hunt. Thank you. Thank you. He didn't really kick her. He pushed somebody else and that guy fell into her. It's like the dude was in a fucking straight up physical physical altercation with a chick. 
What the fuck are you doing? And he went back a second time. Yeah. In the video to be physical. So I agree with you. And I'm really glad you made that point. Or don't be the cheddar dick who goes, well, they cut him because he lied. And Tyreek Hill didn't lie. Don't be a fanboy. Not only that, don't be a fanboy who's defending domestic abuse. You look like a fucking idiot. But I do bring up Tyreek Hill. Because this is where I stand. You can't get rid of Kareem Hunt and keep Tyreek Hill, who was... Do you know what he was convicted of? Yeah. Choking? Like, he pleaded guilty to choking his girlfriend, who I believe was pregnant. But guess what? There's no video. No, that's not even it. Kareem Hunt will play in the NFL again. I know he will. But my point is with the Kansas City Chiefs, this is where I don't understand. You what don't you understand about the fucking dog and pony show that is? Everybody should have a second chance. He paid his dues and he fucking has a second chance. They're, they don't give a single fuck about the character of these guys. No, that's I know they don't. That's been proven. I know they don't, but that's my... So they have to put up through a show and then they'll fucking... Somebody else, and then they're like, well, we can't bring him back, but he can go back somewhere else. But we can take this other dude who abused some fucking chick, but he played for the Panthers, but he didn't play for us. So we'll take him, and you take our guy, because now we're from fucking... It's like, it's stupid. But that's the way it goes. Everybody deserves a second chance. Mike Vick came back. I'm not saying people don't deserve a second chance, for the record. But you, you're saying what I'm basically saying is, from a logical standpoint... It doesn't make any sense. You drafted Tyreek Hill after he was convicted of choking his pregnant girlfriend, but then you cut the guy who kicked a woman, which, if we want to base things on levels, that's probably not as bad a crime as choking a pregnant woman. Right. It's just not, from a legal standpoint. So He did it as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, though. If he had done it as a member of somebody else, then his Chiefs career would have been his second chance. I just, I don't like, Joe, what I don't like is the virtue signaling that I White see. White quarterbacks, though, they don't, like, they get to skip the whole chance thing. They just get to stay. You talking about Big Ben? Yeah. Kareem Hunt will play again. Yeah, I know. And, and you know what? I'll go this far. He should because it, everyone else gets to play again. He should. Right. Either you cut all these guys or you just let them all play. And for the most part, you're letting them all play. Again, it's, it's the same thing we talked about with college football. You want to make a difference? Don't be arguing the this guy should be, then this guy should be, throwing a girl on a bed of fucking... It, if throwing a girl on a bed full of machine guns is only five games, how is Kareem Hunt a cut? Like, no, don't just be fucking angry and loudly angry that the NFL is being shitty about the whole thing and take it to the next level. Take it to the ne- like, okay, now they're cutting people when they have evidence. Take it to the next level where now they're cutting people when a credible source tells them this happened. The police say this fucking happened. They have investigators. That, I mean, we're, we're just a year ago 
that we were talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Well, we don't know. She lied about this. She lied about that. Yeah, that was one of the fucking three people. Where there's smoke, there's fucking fire. He was a fucking disaster. There's video of him pulling down a fucking girl's shirt in public. Well, the other girl, though, she sent texts. You're the reason that this happens. Yeah. But I hate, you understand what I hate, right? I hate the person who's like, or the the female, I'll just be honest. The female ESPN NFL reporter who acts all mad. You make your living covering this sport. That's all I'm saying. I'll give credit to someone like Michelle Beadle. She said, I'm done with the NFL. Do you remember that? No. How long ago? A few months ago. She's like, I'm done. I'm not going to cover it. I'm not doing it. I'm done with the NFL. I'll give her credit. She fucking put her, she drew a line in the sand and was like, I'm done. They don't give a fuck about women. So someone like her, I give credit to. She's saying she's done. Yeah, she's in a position to fucking do that. But she still, my point is, I, I give her credit because she still has to put her out herself out there and say it. I just hate when, like, that dude I responded to on Twitter where he's, like, basically virtue signaling. And I'm saying, dude, you work for FanDuel. If you cared about women, you wouldn't have a job that makes money off fantasy. I wouldn't have a job where I get paid money to talk about sports, to talk about the NFL. So you're saying you don't care about women? No, this is what I'm saying. If I cared enough, yeah, in a way, if I cared enough about domestic abuse and violence, I wouldn't do what I'm doing. I think that's I think that's a I think that's a lost message. I think that I think that I don't think that's true. Why do you say that? Because again, we have to be somebody if if no one called them out, if everybody just went, "No, nah, fine, I'm out." Then all you'd be left with was people who were literally pro domestic violence. If everybody who thought saying domestic violence in the NFL is a problem, stop talking about the NFL, you know who you'd be left with? You'd be left with Two groups of people. You'd be left with like, well, you know, he didn't kick her that hard. And you'd be left with like, women want to be equal till they get punched in the face. And then suddenly they're women again. <laughs> oh, they want equal pay and they want equal rights. But then suddenly they get punched in the face and they want to be a protected citizen. Like, you're a shithead. Yeah. You're a shithead if you say that. You're, you're fucking stupid. Like, comparing women wanting equal fucking pay which is a whole other goddamn ball of wax to yeah. to they should be able to be punched in the face like men is fucking stupid. Oh, kids want to fucking breathe just the same oxygen we want to breathe, but they don't want to be fucked by adults. Like what? So what are you talking about? What are you saying? How how should I view it? The same way as everything. Like that's exact. That's the beauty of. It's it's especially the beauty of being us and being on the internet and not having to answer to ESPN is like you can't fucking actually keep saying Ben Roethlisberger's a rapist because you know we have a deal with the NFL and if you keep keep saying that like we're in, it's like yeah if you're fucking you know if you are covering sports to call out the leagues to call out the people that are involved to call out owners that fucking make a decision to be the people who are like oh Jerry Jones signed another fucking asshole. Oh, Daniel Snyder said a couple years ago that he would never have this guy, but suddenly he has this guy. That's exactly the point. Yeah. It's exactly what I'd like. I was, when the NFL said they were going to punish 
players for kneeling. I was like, all right, well, now this is like, if if they took it to that point, if they saw this whole argument and what they did was double down, that's when I was like, I'm literally out. Yeah. Because how they, they didn't hear what anybody was saying. Sure. And then what happened? They fucking, the backlash from that, they didn't even make it to kickoff of opening weekend. They were like, uh, uh, we were fucking retarded. That was definitely not the right call. We're sorry we said that. We're actually not doing that after all. But they changed the whole narrative, not just the NFL. And I'm convinced that the NFL went to Fox and CBS and the NFL Network and they said, we're not showing the national anthem. Watch these games. But think about it, guys. Everybody who's watching games this year, think about it. Are they really showing the national anthem? Or when they do show the national anthem, is are the camera angles going to guys who are kneeling? They're not really showing that stuff this year. I think the NFL, the NFL always takes them a minute longer. We've, we've discussed this, how the NBA is always one step ahead of the curve and the NFL is always one step in back of the curve. Because and, the NBA is open to having fucking young new money by teams that have that are people who have fucking brains. And that's my point, but that's my point. Look, we agree. So it took him a minute to figure out, "Hey, yeah, just like it takes my dad fucking a minute to figure out how to turn on a computer." Yeah. How to fucking send me and like I, I, I've been joking with my mom for the last week. I'm like, why do you keep posting your Facebook story? No one gives a shit about your face. She's like, I don't know what a Facebook story is. I'm not trying to post to a Facebook story. <laughs> We're going on like three weeks. I'm like, stop posting Facebook stories. She's like, I don't even know what a Facebook story is. Like, that's the NFL. <sighs> the NFL owners are my mom on Facebook. The NFL owners are Prano's mom on Facebook. That's so funny. Yeah. It's a good analogy. I got something that the NFL owners could figure out because it's so easy to use. Seeking NFL owners, if you're listening up, I have this app where you can get tickets to your own games. It's pretty amazing. You can see exactly where you're sitting. It's so easy that I'm convinced Joe's mom and my mom can use it to buy tickets. In fact, I even told my mom, like I said, you and the old man, you and Walt going to go to Michael Buble in Las Vegas. Mom, you got to get on SeatGeek because you can get a great deal where you get $10 off that purchase. Joe is using it to head to Vegas himself. Yep. Be in Vegas December 22nd, see time York. I need to use it to get some tickets for the upcoming Rams-Eagles game. December 13th. Also, I was looking on SeatGeek. His final tour, I've talked about this, I'm going to see Sir Elton John, both at Staples Center and at the Forum. I'm going to go see him at the Forum because I've never been to the Forum. Hopefully, he wears some duck outfit. I'm all about the duck outfit. So, guys, you too can take advantage of this great app. You get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Okay. Let's talk some other games, Prano. Let's do it. My boy Russ. Oh, how I love you, Russell Wilson. I didn't watch any of that game, but I saw saw the scores. It was a blowout. It was a. I was monitoring that game because I had a, 
I had my fantasy kicker in it, so I was just monitoring the scoreboard. Who was that? Uh, uh, who's a Niners kicker? Gold? Gould, right? I think he's their kicker. See, this is a very Russell Wilson-esque game. 17 attempts. That's it. 11 to 17, 185 yards, four touchdowns. What more, what more do you need when they rush 168 yards? Are you worried about this bet? Uh, yeah. They're seven but, and five. Yeah, but the they have two tough. I'll games tell you what it. they do. They have basically it comes down to the Minnesota, the Minnesota game, which is next week. They have Minnesota and the Chiefs. If they beat Minnesota, it's a sure thing because they have another game against the Niners, which they won't lose. Uh, uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, they're not losing to the Niners. Uh, so if they beat if they beat the Vikings, you got locked up. If they don't beat the Vikings, I still don't think they beat the Chiefs in week 15. And then it would all come down to a week 16 game against Arizona. They lost in week 16 to Arizona last week. Arizona feeling a little sprightly after they beat the Packers and and uh, put the nail in the Mike McCarthy coffin. I think they have a better chance of losing to the Cardinals than they do of losing to the Niners. Well, they've won nine in a row against San Francisco, which means technically they're due. But... I love the way Russ is playing. You know me. I think how, the, by the way, how good does Tyler Lockett have to play before he gets to be not like some schlub asshole? He's playing well right now. He's playing fucking incredible. Get the fuck out of here. The ball's in the air. The dude is getting separation when the ball's in the air of like like six to seven yards. Dude's running back kickoffs. That that right before was it what to start the second half? If they it was it wasn't a game, but it was like could have been a game. Runs back eighty five yards. The next play, they get a fifteen yard touchdown run. Like the dude's fucking really good. He's good. I mean, he's the, you know what are we saying here? Where, where are you going on Lockett? You calling him a great receiver? No, I'm not calling him a great he, receiver. He had but one like, catch today, Prano, for fifty two yards. Yeah, but I'm just saying. That, first of all, Russell threw the ball fucking seventeen times. So yeah, he don't have to throw the ball that much. That's why I like Russ. That's why I would like, like right now, okay, right now if the playoffs, if the playoffs started today, the Seahawks would be in. Right. Would you be shocked? Because I wouldn't. Yes. You'd be shocked if the Seahawks beat the Cowboys in Dallas? Well, come the, on, bro. The Cowboys. That, that'd that. be the pairing. I'm just saying, you wouldn't be shocked. No. Cowboys, though, we got to give them some love. We kind of glossed over that. Dude, they held the Saints in check. Cowboys are winning that division, man. I know. Just going to keep saying it over and over. I'm going to keep saying it every week, and they keep winning. I thought they'd win three fucking games this year. They have a very good defense. Now, do I think they go far in the playoffs? No. But who knows? A team gets really hot defensively. You have a great running back. You now have Amari Cooper, so now you can stretch the field a little. Amari Cooper's not even stretching the field, by the way. He's getting fucking yak on, like, 10-yard outs. True. But he's a dimension they didn't have. Absolutely. Cole Beasley is not a number one receiver. Right. It's a dimension they didn't have for a long time because Des Bryant was a fucking clown. Yeah. You still, right now, are not not on Team Ruth or saying the boys are winning this division. 
Uh, I certainly don't think it's a sure thing that the Cowboys win the division. Um, I mean, they're seven and five right now, right? And and the Redskins are six and five right now. Correct. And, and the Eagles, Eagles are, five. are. So it's just one game. Yeah. I think the Eagles win tomorrow, tonight. Whenever you well, listen for, to this, yeah. First of all, if they don't win, then it's then they don't even lead the division, right? Who's that? If the Redskins win, they're right there. It's a tied division. Yeah. And if they do win, you're one game up. Look, the Eagles have a lot of injuries. I don't think they're the team they are last year. I don't think they're as good as they were even on the fucking Super Bowl run. But the thing is, it's the NFC East. Somebody's winning that division in a sloppy fashion. Yeah. I'm not I'm not about to I'm not about to anoint anybody. Well Cowboys look great for their their chances of winning the division look great. But I put the Cowboys and your Seahawks in the in that class of teams where I'm like, you're if you make the playoffs, great, but there's you know, five good teams in the NFL. But well, first of all, five no, here these are the good teams in the NFL. Let's just break it down. We'll start in the AFC: the Chiefs, the Patriots. In fact, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go after this game. The Patriots are the team to beat in the AFC. I'm saying it. Uh, you're, this is this is like the, your new thing. It's just like make random fucking no claims. It's not my random thing, dude. I'm not sold on the Chiefs. I, people think I'm crazy. But you are sold on the Chargers, so suddenly the Chargers... I like the Chargers. The the Chargers are going into Arrowhead and winning a game, but not going into Foxborough and winning a game? Well, I like both those teams. Right now, right now, dude, if 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 you said, Ruther, here's here's a thousand bucks, you're going to put some money down through week 13 to make the Super Bowl from the AFC. I'd I'd put my money down first on... I don't know who I'd choose, the, the Patriots and the Chargers, then the Chiefs. You guys might think I'm crazy. They don't play any fucking defense. You got to play defense. So those are three good teams. Even though they lost again today, I think the Steelers are a good team. They've lost two in a row. So you have four good teams right there. And fuck it, dude. I think the Texans, dude, I'm telling you, man, they're a good team. They've won nine in a row. How can you say they're not? What percent, like... Percent chance the Texans win the Super Bowl. Play in the Super Bowl. Depends on a lot of factors. They need to be fully healthy. The Steelers, to me, don't look like they have a high percentage chance of playing in the Super Bowl. Okay, well, let's let me ask your opinion. Because if if they, you still got to win three consecutive games. You still got to play. You have to play three consecutive games against good teams. That's the difference when you get to the playoffs. You have to. You're only going to play good teams. You're only going to play playoff quality teams unless it's one of those years. Well, where you some, just said there's only division. five good teams. Yeah, I, I I just named four teams I think are good in the AFC alone. Teams that could win the Super Bowl to me are the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Patriots, and I'll throw you a little bit of a bone with the uh, Chargers. That's it. Who am I missing? The Steelers and the Texans 
and what you're gonna be you're gonna be every cheddar dick on ESPN this morning who said the Bears while they're fucking quarterbacks out because they fucking run the option with them. They gave up 30 points to the Giants. I know their defense is fucking lights out, but Giants aren't good. You're only facing good teams in the playoffs. No, I'm not giving the Bears. But hold on a second. Or you, the you Cowboys. Did, you did something. Or the, or the Seahawks. You did something or the, different. Or the Ravens. You asked or the me Vikings. good teams. You asked me good teams. And I said good teams. You said who I think could win the Super Bowl. We got a distinction there. There's a difference. But uh, sometimes. To me, teams that again, can win the Super Bowl again, are great teams. Again, sometimes six seeds get in and they can win the Super Bowl. Sometimes that's the way it is. Sometimes, sure. Sometimes the NFL playoffs come down to ten and six, eleven and five teams aren't making the playoffs. Yeah, that ain't this year. Okay, because a lot of teams are winning a lot of games. The fucking Chiefs, Rams, and Saints have a total of what five losses? Yeah. So when when teams are winning a lot of games, other teams are losing games. But I, but it's funny you bring up the Chiefs. Like I can remember a lot of years where they were twelve and four, thirteen and three, kind of similar to this team, and they get fucking just bounced. Dude, all I'm saying is this about the Chiefs. I know. I know I'm not people, saying. By the way, I don't think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I wouldn't uh, be shocked. I, I think Kareem Hunt hurts them. I think uh, Andy Reid is still fucking clueless when it comes to actual game management and is basically the most prolific, you know, offensive. Like he's a, he's a head coach that's really just an offensive coach. They don't have a head coach. Yeah. I'm just saying this about the Chiefs, Prano. And you bringing up that point right now with Andy Reid. I would not be shocked. They lost last year at home. And I know it's a different team. It's not fucking check down Alex Smith. I'd be I wouldn't be shocked if they were one and done. They get a bye, boom, they lose right away. I'm just saying I would not be shocked if the Chiefs lost to the Steelers or lost to the Chargers or to the Patriots. Right, and I also would I'd be just as not shocked if they beat the Patriots. They played them pre- pretty fucking tough this year. You're right, they did. I'm worried about the Rams. Jared Goff, man, he looked bad today. He looked, not only was he missing throws, bad interceptions, turnovers. I don't trust him yet in the playoffs. Yeah, you shouldn't. I don't trust Jared Goff. Aaron Donald won today's game. He he just did. Two important sacks, a strip fumble sack. And I tweeted this. Aaron Donald is more important for the Rams than Jared Goff. I don't agree, but uh doesn't mean he's not it doesn't mean he's not infinitely better at playing his position than Jared Goff. That's kind of what I'm saying though. Well, yeah, but Aaron Donald gets hurt tomorrow. They're fucked. Jared Goff gets hurt tomorrow. They're fucked. They're extra fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's a quarterback. I know. They're back up Sean Mannion. Yeah. Aaron Donald has 16 and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. He had a play today. 
where he was blocked. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about the double where he was double fucking teamed and he still Did you see the play where they were they were couldn't stop talking about? It? He was blocked and Chris it was, the guys calling the game were Spielman and Tom Brenneman. He was blocked. He's so powerful. He threw the guy into LeGarrette Blunt and yeah. knocked. Did you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And He's we a fucking know, freak. We all know LeGarrette Blunt's like 260 pounds. Yeah. He's like, I've never seen that. He blocked his guy who was trying to block him. Aaron Donald right now is the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. I know Mac is good. No, Mac, sorry, was, Mac is great. Yeah. But Mac had just as, I mean, he played lights out as well like he saved he's the only reason that they made it into overtime a lot of people were like oh Eli like there was a that sack at the end of regulation where it was like third and eight and all the Giants had to do was take a knee and kick a field goal but they were trying to get a first down people were like oh you can't take a sack there it's like how do you not like the idea of not taking a sack there when Khalil Mack comes off the edge blows by a guy and is in the backfield in one half of one second. It's like, that's not, there's not even enough time to process the idea of don't take a sack here. You're just like, he literally did, he literally got to the quarterback at the only speed possible to get a sack there where a guy like Eli Manning just doesn't throw it at somebody's feet and just go, fuck. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. But look, I mean, I said that when we were at the game. That like it's crazy to even think that there's an argument against either of those guys. Yeah. On any, on any given year, you'd be like, well, he just won it. He's the defensive player of the year. Well, how many games did Mac miss? Two. If Donald plays all sixteen, I think that helps him in the end. Sure. Just that he played all the games. You know what's crazy? The Rams were trying to get Khalil Mack. Yeah, that is stupid. Like, they were trying to get him to add to that defense. Would that have just made them unfair? What they should do is try to get Aaron Rodgers. Fuck yeah, they should. Although, I don't think the Packers are trying to get rid of Aaron Rodgers since they clearly just got rid of Mike McCarthy so Aaron Rodgers doesn't leave. Let's talk about it. The boob has been cut. Uh, I think I've said... Unless unless this is somebody's first episode listening to the Dirty Sports, I think they know my <laughs> take on Mike McCarthy as 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 most recent as last episode and the episode before and the episode before that and every episode during an NFL football season that we've ever done the show. I don't think I need to rehash how fucking bad I think Mike McCarthy is. Um, all I really want to talk about is how fucking stupid Anybody that said this was a bad move is. I don't... Mike McCarthy is apparently a great fucking guy. Well... Apparently, he's a great guy. Because the f- the amount of people that shilled for him in the, in the hour after he was fired... Well, I didn't see that. The fucking... Dude. But I also wasn't I, I'm pretty sure Trey Aikman and Joe Buck, during whatever game I was watching... Was that the fucking Patriots-Vikings game? Correct. Pretty sure they were 69ing each other at the thought of fucking hanging out with Mike McCarthy sometime soon. Well, here's what I've noticed. Uh, Bradshaw, Dungy. We saw Dion. Yeah. And LaDainian Tomlinson do the same thing. I So we're seeing a trend here. It's a lot of former players. Uh, I will pose this question. Should they have just let him play? Like my thing no. about- 
It's very simple. The, and not just him. I'm talking about coaches in general. No, that like 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 you're twelve. You're you're twelve, thirteen games in. Do you just let the guy finish out the season? Why? They can now. Now they now I'm they're asking co- the question. Now their know. coaching search begins. Every year when there's a coaching vacancy, isn't the coordinators from the teams that are in the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game and making the Super Bowl, those are all the guys you want. They're already on the phone. Yeah. He's already on the phone with fucking those guys' agents. Josh McDaniel. Whoever the fuck. They're already calling him. They already want to know. You know what I think they need? This is what I'm going to do if I'm running the Packers organization. Get a D. I don't even know what he was. Was he an offensive guy, a defensive guy? I don't fucking know. He was a boob. He was a giant <laughs> female breast with a hat who only won a championship because of Aaron Rodgers. And look, I know everybody wants to say that Aaron Rodgers is taking a lot of heat lately. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. He, he's look. Aaron Rodgers is certainly not playing his best football, but Aaron Rodgers is playing fine fucking football. It, he Aaron Rodgers is being judged right now against Aaron Rodgers. He's not being judged against the other quarterbacks in the NFL. I guess my question is, or, or my recommendation is this. If I'm the Packers, you get a defensive-minded coach. Give the guy a defense. Like, When is the last time you said, wow, the Packers have even, especially in that division where recently the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, their GM has fucking done a terrible job. And the too. Bears have defenses in that division. So my point is this you get a defensive minded head coach. Aaron Rodgers clearly knows what the fuck he's doing on offense. Just let Aaron, let Aaron handle the offense. Yeah, let Aaron Rodgers ask Aaron Rodgers who he wants to yeah. run their offense. Exactly. Get some guy who can bring in some defense. Because the Vikings and the Bears defenses, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. They're going to be competitive for the next few years. And it seems like they have two very good and competent coaches. That's what I got. That's what I'm doing. But I agree with you. But also... These people defending. But also Aaron Rodgers, like, to me, look, am I an Aaron Rodgers slurper? Yeah. Why? For what reason do do I do I give a single fuck about the Green Bay Packers? No, I do not. In fact, I don't even fucking like Wisconsin. Okay, <laughs> I I don't. The only thing I like, Bruno hates the Midwest. The only, yeah, the only thing I like in Wisconsin is Miller Lite. You don't like cheese, bro? Yeah, cheese, great, fucking. But like, I mean, there's Vermont sharp cheddar too. You know, it's just as good. I don't need it deep fried. Um. I have no I have no cares whatsoever about the Packers, the state of Wisconsin, anything that happens. I'm an Aaron Rodgers slipper because I watch Aaron Rodgers. And I really like watching him fucking play, and he's really, really fucking good. Yeah, it's fun to watch. If I'm them, the conversation starts there. Aaron, this has obviously gone sour because, one, Mike McCarthy was a boob, and two, you knew he was a boob and started fucking acting out and basically like, it was very clear that there was a problem between you and the boob. We have decided to make a decision. The decision was you. We got rid of the boob. You're one of the great quarterbacks of all time. We've probably got you for f- maybe five more years. Yeah. You know? 
Um, what do we do? What do you want to do for five more years? You got five years. Who do you want? Who do you want? What do you want? What do you want to do? You want Harbaugh? You want McDaniel? You want, who do you want? Where do we go from here? That's where I'd start. Yeah. I'd even say, hey, man, we were thinking about getting a defensive coach. Seems like you got the offense. You want to pick an offensive coordinator? What do you want? How do you want to do this? Sure. Well, I just gave him that big deal. So I would assume he would get the LeBron James treatment. Yeah, and everybody wants to point to the Brady. Brady always takes less money so that Belichick can fucking fill out the roster. And there's all, all these ways that his contract is like. But look, not everybody is Belichick and Brady. And to compare them to that situation is everybody wanted Breeze to take fucking less money, you know, renegotiate his contract too. He didn't fucking do it. They put together a team. They're fine. I know the uh, you know method is all these quarterbacks on rookie deals and you can spread the money around but like we, we've seen I don't, by the way I don't like that less money shit I, I, I mean I, I get the renegotiate your deal to make it work thing but the other thing is like but but here's my thing though I, I think it, I think it's a lot of balls on that fucking common person to be like you should take less money fuck you and can we all agree that Tom Brady is not a, some sort of charity fucking that's all I'm saying like yeah. guy that Tom Brady I, I think the the fact that Tom Brady knows that, you know, everybody that calls out Tom Brady, we're like, uh, is 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 it Belichick or is it Brady? Like, I think they all, I think both of those guys have that fucking conversation all the time too. I mean, I think Belichick's like, motherfucker, you're gonna, or I'm gonna fucking find somebody who's gonna play it cheaper. Yeah, I just think when somebody says, "Oh, you should take less money," he's selfish. I I, I love that. I love when people are like, these selfish millionaires. No. They make money, which they deserve. And he might end up fucking being, he might end up eating oatmeal from age 50 until yeah. he dies at 64. So Yeah, so this, this the balls on people to say, oh, these fucking selfish multimillionaire NFL players. They've earned it. You know who's selfish? That billionaire fucking owner who doesn't want to put a penny of his own earnings or wealth into a new stadium and has the local taxpayers pay for it. That's the definition of selfish. Look at that in the hunt, by the way. Seven, eight, nine, ten in the AFC is all six and six. But that happens every year, Joe. For the most part. All four teams on the cusp, all the same exact record. Be- all si- all five hundred. Yeah. Bro, I'm feeling Carissa Thompson these days, man. She's hot, bro. Yeah, she also has a train run on her by the fucking three amigos here after every show. This is the squad, bro. What does it take to get me on game day prime? Well, you're uh, a lot of time in the tanning booth. (laughs) (laughs) This is the show, bro. Telling you. Tell me a better NFL show on TV. Game day prime. You know I, You know how often in my own apartment, just out loud, I say, if you ball, you get the call. I just say it to myself. I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, if you ball, you get the call. Dion, can we do a call even though I don't play? Can we just do a Skype session? 
You don't ball, so no, you cannot get the call. <laughs> Dion, can we just do it? Like, I'll be live in the Smut Studio. We'll get, like, a picture of you in the background. We'll, we'll have it next to OJ. I'll be like, yo, tell Dion will be like, tell me about 474 episodes. How are you guys doing this? And I'll be like, Dion, I used to watch you growing up, man, stealing bases down at Riverfront Stadium. <laughs> That's that's the one bond me and my old man have. My old man loves Dion. I told you. I love Dion too. I think Dion's the best of these guys. He's good. I like Shannon a lot too, but Shannon is can go off the rails a little bit. So can you and I. No, I mean some of Shannon's some of Shannon's hot takes. You're like, where are you, Shannon? Like, what you you've you've you're lost. What I like about this show is it's real, and I almost feel bad for Shannon. Because Shannon does this show on Sunday nights with two fellow Hall of Famers. Yeah, and then has to go back to fucking Yeah. And then on and then Monday through Friday morning, he's on a show with a character. Skip Bayless is a character. Yeah. He doesn't believe in any of that shit. He's a character. He he's he's fucking I, But you know what? I think I think Shannon I think that's why sometimes Shannon comes off on this show like that, because I think that shit is just contagious. The character? Yeah. Shannon's a meme now too. I mean, I think he plays stuff up, but I think he's giving his own opinion. Like these guys, like a Skip Bayless, you you and I give our own opinions. Skip Bayless just says shit to fire up people. I mean, let's be honest. I don't. I will, I've never watched that show. Me either. For one second, I've never watched I, it. I, I I block you if you retweet Skip Bayless. I I almost never see anything Skip Bayless tweets let me, or says. Let me ask you this. What's worse, or are they on the same level? Quote tweeting or responding to Skip Bayless, or quote tweeting or responding to Donald Trump? Exactly the same thing. Same thing. It's exactly the same thing. You got trolled. The, the, the quote tweet, like, r- angry response, you're the dumbest person alive. Yeah. Do the Panthers make the playoffs? No. Four L's in a row. Newton threw four INTs today. Is, that, is his MVP candidacy over? I wasn't cheering for him MVP. No, there were some, there were some people I was battling with earlier this year. You remember their Twitter feeds? <laughs> well, I blocked I blocked that fucking... Brandon was like, that I do. I blocked that. I blocked the hooligan ball. I blocked Sam the fucking... Sam Oakley? Yeah. Stick to fucking cricket or whatever the fuck they play over there. Cam Newton, MVP candidate. Maybe it's a thing in the UK. I, I came. I told you, I came at one of your slurpers today. I pulled a Prano move. I came at one of your guys today who was coming at me the second week of NFL season. One of your boys. Uh, what's his feed? Oh, at CMacker6. In Ireland. Yeah, bro. Check your tweets. What, what makes him a Prano slurper? Oh, he loves you, dude. I looked at his tweets. He fucking loves you. He said on September 16th, talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, how great he was playing. He said he'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick over Andy Dalton or Russell Wilson. And I'm not even going to get into the Andy Dalton things. We all know my opinion on that. So this kid said he'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick over Russell Wilson. So 
Hey, Ian MC, take your fucking L, you cheddar dick. Funny how you didn't respond to my tweet today. Pulled a Prano move. And I, I tweeted somebody who's claimed the Yankees were going to the World Series. I, I started digging up some old tweets. You inspired me. I don't know what got into me. Yeah, you've been a little bit off the rails on Twitter lately. I'm not going to lie, but I've, <laughs> I've kind of let you do your thing. I've been off the rails? Even with the, even with some of the dirty sports response, I'm like, what is he doing? Who's he arguing with? It's just when I'm bored, man. You got to go a sound bath, bro. I do. And it's a float lab for the record. Whatever. You got a float lab while you sound bath. I might do the I might do the cryo chamber. That's the new thing I was looking into. For all of your fucking crazy workout recovery. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Gonna hit it hard this week, Prano. You still think about joining my gym? Uh no. You're not gonna join it. No. I I, I wasn't feeling it. You weren't feeling it. The I pool, wasn't feeling it. The pool was too crowded. Wasn't it wasn't too crowded. It was fine. But uh the um like I'm not afraid to spend a little bit of money. Sure. To to get what I really want. And I just don't think right now I'm gonna stick with swimming at the pool I swim at, which is a little bit more expensive until I find some right. I gotta find a gym with a pool that's just like kinda clean and nice. I didn't like I didn't like the uh I didn't like the quality of Cleanliness. Cleanliness. I agree. Of the locker room and, I, and the patrons. I agree. I wasn't really feeling. There's a reason I pay $30 a month. No, $20 a month for LA Yeah, fitness. that's the thing. And I get it. Like, And I almost pulled the trigger because I was like, oh, it's so goddamn cheap. And they're like, whatever. But it's like it's kind of a fucking shit show. Just even like parking's not that bad because there's like a parking garage there. But like you got to turn in across like fucking 10 lanes from like Lincoln. Yeah, I you feel you. got to come out. And uh, no, I feel and, you, man. And then, and then, just like going that way, you got to go past the ninety. A lot, a lot of factors, but but mostly it was like if the pool was like super dope, I'd be like, all right, all that other shit's fine. I just got to find a pool. My new neighbor, she was telling me she was looking for a gym. You know, there's that Equinox right there too. I almost had to sit her down and give her a pep talk, but it would be pointless. You guess what? Guess what? She goes, I think I'm going to join the Equinox. Where is the Equinox? It's on, it's right past where those those big apartments are. This is the are. worst content we've ever put on during No, course. it's fine. It's like it's, it's gym, right, West LA gym reviews. It's right before the 90. The the Equinox is more like Russell Wilson and the LA Fitness is really Ryan Fitzpatrick. 240 a month. What? I don't even understand. Her argument was, well, all the yoga classes and all the dance classes and all those classes come with it. I don't even understand. $240 a month? I literally looked at her and I said, does that include a happy ending? Like, once a week. Even if it did, I think that's still overpriced. I looked at her also and I said, do the math. I said, $240 a month, that's $8 a day if you work out every single day. And you're not going to do that. But I'm that's... I don't even like. How is it that much? Is it the nicest gym ever? All the equinoxes out here are so expensive. Where is the equinox? Where is it? It's directly across. Before you hit the ninety, if you were heading uh, south on Lincoln, it'd be on your left. Where you know, kind of where uh, 
There's like a Ruth Chris over there. It's not before you yeah, get yeah. to that. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like where the yard house is. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. 240 a month for Jim. That's ludicrous. I looked at her and I just go, that's a reckless decision. <laughs> Who are we talking about? My new neighbor. She moved in a couple months ago. Is she rich? I don't know, man. She's a girl from Boston, but I didn't like that decision. I told her that's not a smart decision. You're like, the LA Fitness is dirty, but it's $20 a month. No, I told her. No, this is what I told her. I said for two forty dollars a month. You live inside a bubble. I said for two forty dollars a month, pay me and I'll, you, I'll train you on Andy's little beach workout. I'll take you out to the monkey bars or the fucking, not the monkey bars, the fucking, uh, the, the pull. This, this is your argument against? This is what you're going? She's like, you know what? No, I'm actually definitely joining the Equinox now. I told her I'd train her. I said, I, I'm not a personal trainer. I can train you. <laughs> She's like, I know you're not. You just said you tra- trained me in your little beach workout. 240 a month. That's crazy. All right. Any other games we want to talk about? Not really. The Colts, I don't know what happened. They scored zero points today. Yeah, against the Jags. I didn't watch a single second of that game. I kept wanting to tune in, but it was it stayed 3 nothing and then 6 Oh, my God. Again. I was like, what am I tuning in for? Yeah. Uh, Titans-Jets. Good game. Are the New York Jets and Sam Darnold, is, is it going to be, is Sam Darnold the next quarterback whose life Mike McCarthy is going to ruin? Well, he didn't play again today. No, I know. But I'm saying, is that the next pairing? Mike McCarthy's getting a job somewhere. Is it the Jets? I don't know. Because Todd Bowles is probably done. I think it's the Jets. Dear God. I think McCarthy's going to be the Jets' nice head coach. They're like, look what he did with Rodgers. Ruined his career? Yeah. And Bill's Dolphins... Prano and I had seven different picks this week. I got six of them. Are you, are you officially just ready to be done? I already, yeah. I'm You're done. down 17 points. I'm done. This is the biggest blowout ever. I'm done. How did this happen? I don't know. Are you able to sleep tonight? I, I, I've been saying this over and over and over again. I like, I don't know if it's maybe. I've never been so bad at picking NFL games and so good at picking regular season NBA games that maybe you just, these things are supposed to balance each other out. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. I've never picked... I've never had this much success picking NBA games and this little success. Forget the fact that you're up 17. I'm not even... That's not even a part of my concern. Part of my concern is that I can't pick games every week no matter what, regardless of whether or not you're picking how well you're doing. So this is the fourth year you and I have picked games against each other. I bet if we added up the other three years... It's separated by like five games. It probably equals maybe the 17 games I'm up by this year over three years. Not even. Not even. No. It'd be like five. I bet you'd be a difference of like five games between one of us. We were always pretty close. Yeah. Because I won two years and you won one year. Yeah. And you beat my... By t- Remember the, f- the year you beat me? Tevas. Yeah. I was up two and I ended up losing by two. Well, Joe, I got something that'll cheer you up. Grove. It's that, I'm already cheered up. It's that season. I have to clean this stench of the NFL season off me. It's that time of year, Joe. It's the holiday season, right? You don't like dealing with that? I don't like dealing with that. Whether it's kids dropping cranberry sauce or your uncle's smelly socks, nothing cleans my house like Mrs. Meyer's holiday scents. 
boy, this is an interesting ad read. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Get Mrs. Meyer's exclusive offer from Grove before it runs out. Select your your favorite holiday scents. Iowa pine, peppermint, or orange clove. Or McCarthy underboob sweat. Do not buy that one. New customers will get the holiday set when you place your first order of $20. This includes free Mrs. Meyer's holiday sa- sand sand holiday soap. <laughs> holiday hand soap. Mrs. Meyer's giving everything out. Free Mrs. Meyer holiday dish soap or free Mrs. Meyer holiday multi-surface spray. This also includes a Grove Collaborative Red... I got to say, I do have Mrs. Meyer's uh, spray. It's pretty you do, good. You do have it's, Mrs. Meyer? It's, it's pretty good stuff. I do. Plus, if you spend $39, you receive a free Grove stoneware tray to beautifully display your new holiday soaps. So shop Grove before this exclusive offer a runs... soap tray? Yeah, a soap tray. So shop Grove before this exclusive holiday offer runs out. This stuff will be gone come December for a limited... Oh, you guys, you guys got to, you know, who's ever writing these, you got you to gotta proofread. <laughs> For a limited of time. Guys. They're going to be out come December, and it is December. For a limit of time, I think that's what you're supposed to write. My For listener, a limited time? For a limited time, yeah. There you go. Not for a limited of time. <laughs> I can't even correct them. For a limited of time. <laughs> my hey, listen- Mrs. Meyer. <laughs> one less soap, a little more proofreading. <laughs> You know what you should do? Clean up this copy. <laughs> Our listeners get an amazing Mrs. Meyer holiday products, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a surprise bonus gift when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. So check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co forward slash dirty sports. That's grove.co forward slash dirty sports. Uh, don't forget, send us a... Uh... <laughs> picture of you buying a grove we'll send you some koozies we'll send you an extra koozie one for your beer one for your hand soap yeah you'll put the old hand soap in a koozie and one for mrs meyer yeah poor mr meyer yeah the age of the woman you bro. think that's randy meyer's wife <laughs> old old mets and reds closer <laughs> it's spelled differently oh it's too bad the trade worked out pretty good for both squads right it did yeah we got John franco, franco. yeah yeah Came back to New York. Old Randy was a uh, co. Here's a fun five for He's the co. 1990 NLCS MVP with Rob Dibble. Wow, that's a weird pairing. Yeah, to split that. Remember when Randy Myers was uh, playing college basketball in Alaska? I didn't know this. I think it was during the strike season. He went and played college basketball somewhere. I'm pretty sure it was Alaska. He was like old man game. He wore a headband. <laughs> Look this up. I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure. Either that or I was drunk. <laughs> Randy Myers. I would think I would have known that. I don't think he was still on the Reds at that point. He's from Vancouver, Washington. No, he he wasn't on the Reds. At that point, he would have been on the Cubs. He only did two years on the Reds. All right. I'm on his Wikipedia page. 
I'm not seeing this. Was it not Randy Myers? But here's what I'm seeing. He was. For many years during his pro baseball career, he assisted in coaching the women's basketball team at his alma mater, Clark Community College. He is widely involved in charities in Vancouver. He's also a lo- He has a lifelong involvement in martial arts. You, maybe you're mixing some things up? No, I don't think so. Should I put Randy Myers college basketball? Just dead air. <laughs> We're all yeah. looking this up. Prano, I'm not seeing anything. Is that your segue into uh, baseball talk? Yeah. So what is, it, what is the deal with this Mets trade? Uh, Cano, Cano and Diaz. Yeah. So, so you get a closer. Get a closer. And you get an old guy. Get an old guy. I mean, it's 36. Uh, he's got five years left on the deal. There's a lot to this trade to unpack, but uh, here's what it comes down to. The Well, the Mariners are fucking fire sale. Full fire sale. Um, here's what I like about the trade. Here's, here's what I'll do. I'll do it this way. Uh, I'll start with the Mariners. Mariners, fire sale. Mariners got a good couple prospects back from the Mets, um, and they didn't give up all that much money like the Mets should have gotten more straight up cash from the Mariners so as far as fire sales go they got three guys Bautista throws a hundred he's who know gonna be who knows what probably a middle reliever Dunn and Kellenic, uh both are supposed to be like two of our top guys uh, but prospects are just prospects until they turn out to be something but uh, the Mets gave up you know a hefty amount of prospects as well as Swarzak and they give up Bruce. Um, so from the Mets standpoint, they got a closer. Closers are sort of only worthwhile if you're a contender, like to pay yeah. a closer. Now he is on his, you know, he is not due for arbitration for like four more years or something like that or like under or sorry, he's due for arbitration soon, but he's like under team control, I think, for like three or four more years. Yeah. So, and he was great last year. So we got a closer, and we're doing this obviously with the idea that they're going to contend right now. Did we give up a lot of prospects? Yes. Did we get as much cash as we wanted back? No. We got rid of Bruce, which I like. Our outfield was overloaded, and Bruce was, has been trash. And uh, we got back, obviously, a nice closer. And Cano, Cano, 36. You get another lefty. Yeah, comes off a PED suspension. But he was pretty good last year before he came off a PED suspension. So there's already talk like, oh, he could be, you know, he could be good for the next couple years. And then the second back end of this five years that's remaining on his contract will be, you know, a waste of money. To which I say, I don't give a single fuck. The Wilpons never spend money. So I don't give a, like, fuck it. I hope they go broke. Like, these guys never fucking spend. Yeah. Every team in baseball that contends has a fucking crazy budget. Look at the Dodgers last year. They, you know, look at how many guys they fucking brought in that then didn't even end up fucking playing. You know, Matt Kemp. They brought him back. The guy didn't even fucking play in the World Series. Like, you have to be deep. Cano 
obviously in a perfect world play second base. If uh, the first baseman that we're hoping to bring up doesn't work out, he could also play first base. Um, I'm hopeful that he'll be good for the next two years. And if he's trash after that, who gives a fuck? Now, there's two things that sort of lead to whether or not this will be a good trade for the Mets. And that is if the Mets ownership, who are total dickbags, are like, well, this was our move, mic drop, and they go to the season, well, then this was a waste of time and money. If they try to put pieces around, if they try to go out and get a catcher, and they try to go out and get one more reliever, if this you know, agent turned GM has somehow convinced the Wilpons to spend money, great. Yeah, I don't give a f- like. The Mets are playing New York. I don't give a fuck about them overpaying for the last three years of Robinson Cano. We're in the biggest market in the country. Pay for them. But just don't let this be your only deal. They're also talking about trading Syndergaard. Yeah, I saw that. Which I don't understand at all. If you make a move for Cano and you get a closer, assuming that you're going to be a contender and need a closer, then why are you getting rid of a fucking stud pitcher? Yeah. So I would like to see them keep Syndergaard. I'd like to see them make a move for multiple more pieces. And if they're going for it, go for it. Sure. And they didn't like mortgage their entire farm system. Do I love what they gave up? No. Do I think they probably could have done better for what they gave up? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't fucking hate it. I think it could work out if they make some more moves. If Robinson Cano and like they already are the shit they give Todd Frazier a shitload of money for no reason. He fucking sucks. I knew that was a bad deal from the start. At least this is like, well, maybe Robinson Cano has two good years left. And if he does and suddenly they're paying sixty million for three years where he's worthless, good. Fuck you. I hope the Will the Will Ponds go broke. So I'm actually for it. I like the deal. Do I am I, you know, Am I worried that some of these prospects are going to turn into... But yeah, but until that... They're also Mets prospects. When's the last time a Mets prospect turned into something that was fucking fantastic? He'd be Lasting's Millage. Are you guys going to do a slides? Yes. We'll unpack it a little bit more. In fact, we're going to do that tomorrow. Are you going to talk about... Uh, I, well, I'll ask you now. You, I'm sure you guys will talk about it a little on that. Is Billy Hamilton a starter? No. He's not. I mean, he's maybe a starter on some team. He was starting on the Reds. But I'm happy that I liked him. You know, you know what else? You wanted to hear another great Mets move. You know, they hired to be the bench coach. Yeah, boy. Riggleman. Oh, they did. I thought he should have been the fucking manager of the Reds. Yeah, I did too. So now he's on the bench for the Mets. The old Mickey Callaway right-hand man. What's the bench coach do? basically like what Zimmer did for the Yankees. It's like you're basically the other manager. You got shit on your shoes? What? Dog shit? This is mud. Probably just mud. Got a muddy lawn. Could be shit. Who knows? Are you muddying up the fucking smut studio? It's the smut studio. There's no there's no imperfections in this place anymore, Prano. You jizzed on this and now it's hanging on your wall. <laughs> Fact. I got a new, uh, new. What are they called? Oh, on my bed, new, new duvet cover, down comforter. Okay. 
Notice it matches the wall. I'm saying I, I've done a pretty good job upgrading this place. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm just saying. Things are happening, Brandon. There's still blood and like body, dead body odor under this fucking area rug, right? Like this carpet still has. That would be in unit milkshake. One, that would be unit one thirty six, and also too another, soon. Another unit, and also another unit, and also that's just since you've lived here. What percentage of of these units do you think somebody's died in? Oh, not that many. There's a hundred and. I want to say there's a hundred and I don't know, thirty-four units here. This place has been open since about nineteen seventy. Quarter of them. So we're saying thirty units, fifty years. I mean, you've had two people die this year. I mean, that's rare. I've been here ten years. Yeah, but would you have known if somebody got some guy in the old whole other wing died like four years ago? Before you're the sheriff? No. When guy on couch was living here? I would not know. That's a good exactly. Point. All right. Fair enough. Just so you guys know, there's two open units. I put this out on Twitter. There's two open units right next to me. Two lovely... On either side of you? It's been this way since September. Yes, because we yell every fucking Sunday night about <laughs> Mike McCarthy being a boob. <laughs> Oh, they made a website. I put it out on Twitter. You should check it out. Oh, I saw it. Windwardvillagevenice.com. Oh, just rolls off the tongue. Windwardvillagevenice.com. The units next to me are, they're charging anywhere from $1,900 to $2,025. I mean, I love this idea of just knocking down a wall. Just going rogue. We're expanding the, the smut studio. Just like motel style, like a door that connects two fucking units. How fucking pimp would that be, bro? Dude, if I could have my own special area over there, and then we just really turn this into a smut studio, I'd make the area of my I bed. Mean, Jesus, for five grand, you can fucking rent the studio. I'm just saying, I'd make the area of my bed is now. I'd turn that into the dent report. I'd have a whole other set. We could have a set over here. There's another area for dirty slides. Telling you, fucking just be like, no, we're turning in this place into the Dirty Sports Network. I hate this idea. Do we have other things we have to talk about, uh, sports wise? Not really. You know, we're almost at two hours, so we have calls. Eh, not really. Do we really want to get to the calls? Yeah, you've had calls on this fucking thing. Sometimes you put calls on, you put them on the rundown. I prepare for them, then we don't even fucking end up doing them. All right, grab your headset. eight weeks later. Grab your headset. I just, I mean. Just know. remember, Dirtballs, who pushes for calls, who pushes to have a, the voice of the fan on the show. And just remember, Dirtballs, who's going to be the guy loading all this shit and editing it and looking for videos for the next two hours when the show's done? Just remember. Yeah, just remember who the voice of the people is. It's you or it's me? It's me. I think it's both of us. It's you? You're the voice of the people? It's an interesting take, Prano. All right. Time to hear from the people. Yo, Dirty Sports. This is Austin from Penn State. I was just uh, calling again 
to uh, figure out who who do you guys think of the current coaches in the NFL right now? Who do you think you guys are top five? Because I always hear Prano and you guys talking about how Tomlin or there or like a lot of like who I think are like decent coaches are always you guys put you guys always say like they're suspect, not good. Something that who who do you guys think are your top five? I mean, you know, you guys are a Belichick in there, but I'm sure curious about your guys' top five. All right, thank you very much. Get out. All right, that's a good question. Yeah. This is the one I was talking about. I prepared for this. Saw that on there. You prepared for it because I brought it up at the bar the other night. Top five NFL head coaches. Do you want to go first since you prepared? Sure. Uh, in no particular order, my top five are Belichick, McVeigh, Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, and then I've got a tie in a particular order for fifth, which is uh, basically the offensive coordinator duo of Sean Payton and Andy Reid. I would take Peyton over Reid. Obviously, yeah, he has a Super Bowl. Sure. But those guys are very similar to me. Uh, I think that um, I watch Sean Peyton as a uh, offensive coordinator for the – Sean Peyton's going to do what Sean Peyton's going to do regardless of his personnel and regardless of whatever. And sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not going to work. He he doesn't really change it up very much. Andy Reid is a complete and utter fucking dickhead when it comes to time management and being like an actual head coach of an NFL team. So there's that. And then uh, in my, uh, in my uh, honorable mention, I'm going with Zimmer. Man. We're pretty much agreeing on all these. Top five for for sure. Again, like Prano, no particular order. Belichick, uh, McVeigh, Carroll. I like the Harbaugh. And I agree with you about Peyton and Andy Reid. I, I think Pete Carroll is underappreciated. Yeah. I'm looking right now. The guy hasn't had a losing season since 2011, and even that year, they won the shit division and also won a playoff game. Yeah. So, and the thing is, they're not going to have a lose. You know, they could. They'd have to lose all the rest of their games. But they, they've not had a losing season. I think he does a lot with a little, and he knows how to change his team. And, and I think team. there's a lot of guys in the league, because this is such a league that turns over so fast, I think there's a lot of guys that are TBD. You know, like, I don't know how I feel about Quinn yet. Agreed. I don't know how I feel about uh, Shanahan yet. I think Shanahan's a pretty good coach, but I'm not like sold on him being a good coach. Um, you know, watching what Shermer's done with the Giants this year, I'm not sold on him as a good coach. I'm certainly not sold on him as a bad coach. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there, but then. To me, some like the Tomlins and the Riveras, the those guys where I'll I'll be critical of them, it's like what have they really accomplished? I know Tomlin has, you know, hasn't had a losing record either, but it's like you also have to keep in mind he's the the fucking Steelers head coach. You know what I mean? Like I know the the Bengals have been good, but the Bengals have been good semi recently. The Browns have never been good. Like that's two games every year. Steelers have always been a good franchise. Yeah, exactly. And he won coming off of the Cowardays. And I just think like a game like tonight, 
you got to put that a little bit on Tomlin. How you let that game get away from well, you? Well, hell yeah, you do. Good. Let me put it this way: his his quarterback is feuding with his fucking receivers. His his receivers saying "fuck you, trade me." Like that's all head coach stuff. That's all, that's head coach business. Last year was actually I'm looking at Tomlin's record. Last year was the most wins he's ever had regular season, and then they got bounced by the Jags. I mean, again, think about one or two less wins every year. Like that, the the Browns being in that division, like it's not just the games you win against the Browns. Sometimes you sometimes you just need a game to right the ship. Twice a year, you get the fucking Browns. Well, well, we we can always we do it with good NF or good NBA and NFL players. I think we can do the same thing with coaches. Switch coaches, right? If you put Pete Carroll. On those Steelers teams. Obviously, we're not going to even mess with Belichick because he's the best. But you, but agreed, right? If you put Pete Carroll on the last 10 years... Like, I, think the, I think the Steelers have had significantly more talent than the Ravens. And the Ra- Hands down. And the Ravens are right there with them every fucking year. Hands down. And the Ravens have a Super Bowl more recently than the Steelers have a Super Bowl. No, I completely agree. I don't, I, talent-wise, I don't even think it compares. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. This is a fun fact for you, okay? Somebody, I was talking, that I was having the Eli Roethlisberger conversation. And, of course, this new fucking thing that everybody likes to do, suddenly, because Jerry Rice and all these guys are start talking about record, goes, well, look at, look at their records. Look at their records. This is... I discovered this in having this conversation. Guess how many more wins Ben Roethlisberger has than Eli Manning? Like of games he started? Yeah, just games won as a quarterback. He's won 26 more games than Eli Manning. Guess how many wins Ben Roethlisberger has against the Cleveland Browns in his career? 25. He's twenty-five, two and one against the Cleveland Browns. You should. I, I, he's he's owned the Bengals too. Owned them, but the Bengals have been decent. So your argument is, he's twenty-six. Have have some context when you're just going like, well, he fucking won more games. He's won more games every for going back the last decade. The winner of the NFC East is the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Giants. Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. Sometimes the division's really good. Sometimes the division. But those teams fucking beat up. It's literally the difference. He's won. He's twenty-five, two and one against the fucking Cleveland Browns. He's twenty-six more wins than Eli Manning. Are you saying Eli would have that same record against the Browns? I'm, am I saying you'd be twenty-five, two and one? No. But if Ben Rosberger had eight more wins than Eli Manning, it's a whole lot of a different discussion, isn't it? Let me ask you this, because they were talking about it during the game. Do you think if Phillip Rivers had been the Giants quarterback this whole time, they have those two Super Bowls or anything is different? 
I I think that it would be I think that it would be very similar, but I don't think that they would have those two Super Bowls. Neither. I think they might have one. I think they might have one of those Super Bowls. I don't know. Do I think that they would have had a Super Bowl with those teams and Philip Rivers and Tom Coughlin? Maybe. Do I think they have those specific two Super Bowls? Dude, we're, we, we just did it a couple weeks ago where we said every once in a while, Philip Rivers has a, has a moment. And the thing about those Super Bowl runs is it was both four games and it was both none of those moments. That's the thing about those Super Bowl runs. But Eli's first run, you need six touchdown passes. He wasn't yeah. four games. Yeah. He was more of... Russell Wilson. His first run is like, I told you, I was looking at it. Eli's first run and Russell Wilson's Super Bowl run are like spot on. It's it's actually kind of remarkable. Like if you look at their stats, they're pretty spot on. Yeah. Of guys are not going to turn Again, the ball the thing, over. The thing about the that first Super Bowl run is they played the 18-0 Patriots in the Super Bowl. That had broken every single record that's ever been set sure. at the time. So that's that's the one thing about that run. But but that's why but that's why it actually is similar because the Broncos had then broken all those Patriots offensive records. And both those games were dominated by defense. That's why that's the only reason I'm saying that. I mean, let's let's just agree that the different levels of dominated by defense, correct? I mean that game, that that Broncos Seahawks game was over. Fucking. I mean, there's a safety right minutes. away. I, I I get it, but I'm just saying. And then a pick six soon after that, and then that wasn't a fucking. We're gonna hold them to a couple points, and then you know have a game down the stretch. The wheels came off that Broncos team. Well, of course they did. I'm just saying though, both those teams had come in with that, with record breaking offenses, and then both teams were suffocated. But I am bringing up Philip Rivers to kind of bring it back to that. He actually has not made... Here's what's kind of crazy. I noticed this the other day. Phillip Rivers, playoffs 2006, 7, 8, 9. Then not until 2013. Phillip Rivers has not made the playoffs since 2013. Right. Which is wild to think. He hasn't been in the playoffs that long. But again, this goes back to the original phone call, which was about coaches like, you can, you can slurp Mike Tomlin all you want, but it's like none of those years he's gonna fucking upset the Pats. Like it's all they always get him. And then like when's the last time they played in a Super Bowl? They've had the guys. It was against the Packers. Yeah. Twenty ten season, twenty eleven Super Bowl. I get that it's hard to find Super Bowl winning coaches. But how long ago was it that he won the Super Bowl now? Two thousand eight season? It's less recent than Tom Coughlin, who they showed the fucking door. It's less recent than Mike McCarthy who just got shown the door, who's obviously a boob. But Ron Rivera You, you gotta talk to Coughlin, by the way. We got we got we got to get Coughlin on the phone here because thanks to Dirtball Chris Wolf who was at this game today, 
the cut cam in Jacksonville. Let's be honest. Who's a Jacksonville fan? Holy shit, though. Guys, I posted all this stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Dude, he... First of all, I don't even know how... I don't even think Chris watched the game. It was a cut cam bonanza. He must have tweeted at us 12 or 13 pictures. No one was wearing Jags or Colts jerseys. Yeah. You're Jacksonville? He's a Colts fan. (laughs) But, I mean... Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was London. That's some Florida shit. No, I know. It was a game in London. I love the cut cam. Move? Yeah, I mean, if they're going to do that, just move them to London. Keep sending pics, guys. We'll keep posting them. Keep DMing uh, or tweeting pics. Hashtag cut cam. It's my new favorite thing. But how, like, I I, I just want to keep going back to it because I know, like, it seems like it was a little critical of, like, oh, you guys just basically say everybody's bad. Like, if you're if you're a Panthers fan right now, you're all in on Ron Rivera still. Riverboat Ron, he wears the sunglasses. Fuck, how many games you guys got to lose in a row? How much you got to not show up in the Super Bowl? But the argument always is, who's going to be better? I guess I guess you could respond when you take a chance on somebody like a like a McVeigh, a young guy. But those guys are such diamonds in the rough. Sure. But it's again, it's 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 a fucking it's a grab bag, right? Yeah. Like, do you want you want to you want Ron Rivera? Okay, so here's the question: Will Ron Rivera ever win a Super Bowl with Carolina Panthers? I'm saying, who knows how long they'll keep him? They might keep him 30 years. Will Ron Rivera win a Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers? I would say no. He had his chance, but I also wouldn't be shocked. I'd be pretty shocked. I mean, what's who won it with Denver? What was that guy's name? Gary Kubiak? Yeah. I mean, Kubiak won a Super Bowl. That's that's a shocking Super Bowl winning head coach. All right, we do have a cut question from Great. from our boy Charlie. Hey, what's up, guys? Charlie from Minnesota here. So I was just wondering what your guys' opinions on going to one college and cheering for the Rye Boys. So I go to Minnesota, and I know a few people here who wear Wisconsin gear all around and actively cheer for the Badgers. So I'm just wondering if you think this makes you a puck or not. Uh, I definitely think so, but I just wanted to hear your guys' opinions. Uh, stay dirty. I mean, what are you doing? You go. What the fuck? Yeah, you go to Minnesota which is in the Big Ten, but let's say you're from Madison or fucking Milwaukee or Well, first of all, let's talk. Let's unpack this on multiple levels. Can you imagine? How fucking hard is it to get into Wisconsin? It's a lot harder to get into Wisconsin than it is to get into Minnesota. Is anybody not going to Wisconsin who's like a lifelong Wisconsin fan who's in-state? And you get that in-state tuition. So you prefer... Minnesota, you prefer to go to school at the University of Minnesota, but you're still going to cheer for Wisconsin? You're the ultimate cuck. Now, let's say you, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of an example. You grew up a Georgetown basketball fan? Well, I I can kind of vouch for myself. It's kind of interesting here. So 
I grew up a diehard Xavier basketball fan. Then I go to St. Louis University. We fucking sucked when I... I I just missed the Majerus age where they were good again for a few years. They ended up joining the Atlantic 10 after I graduated the next year, who Xavier was in at the time. And I remember the first time I was like, oh, who do I root for when Xavier was playing St. Louis? And I'll be honest, I had been diehard Xavier my whole life. I found myself in my apartment in... Why didn't you go to Xavier? Because I wanted to leave the city. Okay. But but he, I'm just explaining again. But the, hold on, there's a difference between wearing stuff. I found myself in my apartment saying, "Who am I rooting for?" This was in L.A. This was in when I used to live in in uh, in like. You have to root for your school. I didn't, and I knew it. I was like, "Dude, I'm rooting for Xavier. This is awful." I wanted Xavier to win, and they were in the same conference for two years. And I find myself rooting for Xavier. I can't help it. I was just rooting for Xavier. Well, we have the title of this episode. I'm a cuck because of that? Yeah. I wasn't wearing... Again, like I, my, the point I was bringing up is like if you if you grew up a Georgetown basketball fan, I get it. Not everybody can go to fucking Georgetown. You go to American University because you want to fucking be in D.C. or whatever. You have a fucking fine roof for Georgetown. But hold on a to- Charlie, Charlie is specifically talking about... You're wearing Wisconsin gear at Minnesota. Joe, if I was still in school, I would not be wearing Xavier gear to go to the game. There is a difference. This is me in my apartment just being like, who am I rooting for? But how do you not root for your alma mater? Because I had zero connection to that fucking those teams. And I never, the, the truth is. You had is, zero connection to the Xavier team either. I grew, No, I did. Here's the connection. I used to go to games my whole life. So you didn't go to slew basketball games when you're there i probably went to three or four games my whole time they i'm talking they had like five and 25 seasons like like the worst stretch in their history was my five years we had one year where we were decent where i went with the upset. so you're the cuck at the coliseum who's a fucking a pats fan because he grew up in la and he was like well when i was a kid pats were fucking the shit and brady and i love the pats but I can only go to games in my hometown, so wear my Brady jersey. I, I don't. I don't think there's a similarity here. Well, I think you're a cuck. So because hold on a second, I'm also not Charlie. Appreciate this call. I'm really glad we took calls. I know. Hold on a second. Wait a you're second. You're rooted against your alma mater in conference. Again, I wasn't at the game. I'm talking in my apartment. I know what you're talking about. At least I'm being honest, man. Yeah, thank you for that. It's made for great content on the show. Just in your apartment, by yourself in L.A., just cucking out. It's a little cuck bonanza. <laughs> I think I was fine to do that. You're fine to do whatever you want. You want to be a cuck, you be a cuck, bro. <laughs> but again, Joe, if... I agree that the kids in, that go to school at Wisconsin walking around and fucking... Go to school in Minnesota walking around Wisconsin gear. It's, yeah, it's a whole other thing, but just for the levels. So you're saying, I'm just trying to like, like let's mentally, let's, let's play, let's break this down for a second. I go to Xavier games from literally age seven until college, 18. I become a diehard Xavier fan. Then I go to St. Louis University. 
Well, you weren't so diehard. You're like, I got to be a fucking Xavier guy. All I want to do is yeah, be a fucking musketeer or no, whatever the no, fuck they are. No, no, but hold on. I'm diehard. And no, no, hold on a second. There's a difference between me wanting to go to school there and rooting diehard for the basketball team. That's a whole different story. Well, let's just remember they are a school. Sure. I also wanted to leave the city. Okay. Did I? Did my dad make me apply there because it was alma mater? Did you get in? Of course. They That's also, when you made your decision, man. They also didn't give me nearly the scholarship. That, that was a whole wall. That's a whole other fucking thing. Walt was not happy so about why, that. Why did you feel the sense of... I got a much bigger scholarship at St. Louis University. And two of my brothers went there. So it's not like I was going into like a completely different thing. So I went to SLU. You know, I had not like I hadn't rooted for SLU also on the side. Larry Hughes was there, like my brother was there at the time, and I was like, Oh, I like I like watching SLU if they're on TV, root for them. Just like now, I root for Army or Air Force when they're playing because my brothers went there. I mean, I think you're really, really, really trying to make me like this. I'm big not even here. like I'm not it's like I, I mean, it's obviously not on the same level, like but I you know, I grew up a Notre Dame fan. I rooted for Notre Dame. Like I wore twenty five when I played football for Rocket Ishmael. I fucking was a Notre Dame fan. Like Joe Montana was my guy on the Niners because he went to Notre Dame. But like, if Notre Dame decided they were going to play a cupcake next year, they're going to open the season with one double A Lehigh. It's not even a question. I'd be like, fuck up those Irish and their fucking gross ass cheerleaders and their stupid Catholicism. Yeah, but hold on a second. That's a lot different, again, than me going to games like my whole life, being a diehard. Even when I went to St. Louis University, a lot of times when I go home, I go to Xavier games because, again, Cutter went there. He'd be like, oh, like I got to see one of the one of the best Xavier games I ever went to was when I was still in college. Seems like you should have even embraced it, like been like, I'm going to a Xavier game against SLU. I'm going to fucking root for my crew. But they didn't play each other when I was in college. But I'm saying, for example, New Year's Eve, I got to see Kyle Korver go against David West in an epic Creighton-Xavier game. I was an undergrad at SLU. Like, they both went off for like 30 points. It was a classic game, right? Right. I think it went into overtime. I'm there in the Xavier student section. Are you saying I'm a cuck? Like, I'm there. Even but you were I'm- saying you were at a, it was a Creighton. Yeah. Yeah. What does that have to do with SLU? Because my point is, I was still at SLU as an undergrad. Yeah. Are you saying like, oh, you can't go to that Xavier Creighton game? Yeah, you go to whatever the fuck you want, man. I, like, I don't give a shit about that. You were saying you were rooting for them in a direct game against the school you went to. Yeah. I'm just admitting it. That's You're a traitor and a cuck. I'm not a traitor because that's my alma mater. Yeah. Now, if you were like, fucking SLU suck when I went there, I fucking hated every minute of it, fuck SLU, what's a billikin? That'd be a whole different story. That's some sort of anti-SLU campaign. The basketball team did suck when I went there. Do you want me to look up the records? Jesus well, that, Christ. Well, now you're just saying that you're a fucking bandwagon fan. This is not getting better. This is getting worse. You didn't support them because they were bad? There was no on-campus arena when I was there. I mean, come on, Prano. This is not helping your cause. Damn it. I need my fellow SLU alumni to fucking hop in here. They were so bad. You want to hear the records? Actually, I'm going to look up the records when they were there. Oh, Soderbergs. They were so bad. Oh, Lorenzo Lomar, Romar. Okay, these were the records. I guess they weren't as bad as I thought. They weren't that good. 
These were the records when I was there. 17 and 14, 15 and 16, 16 and 14, 19 and 13. And my last year, 9 and 21, bro. This is not helping your cause. Now you're just saying you didn't root for them because they were bad. I just didn't care. Yeah, they sucked. I didn't give a shit, man. I didn't give a shit. I think it's different when you have an on-campus thing. Man, I just can't wait for the fucking... I'm going to get murdered for this. This tweet, The tweets, I, like, I'm going to count. Do you think you'll, you think you'll get more or less uh, Ben Affleck, you suspects, than I can count on my hands and feet? Well, because all your little slurpers. You suspect. My slurpers. No one. I, I didn't ask you to do this. Yeah, but they'll be like, oh, Brandon's so right. Ruther's a fucking cuck. I mean, you're, all, you're definitely a traitor. That's, that, that's not even. Call me a traitor. I, I'll, I'll take that. I just don't want to be called a cuck. <laughs> well, what people call you is really up to them. Although I did offer on the Denver report. I mean, it sounds like you stood in your apartment by yourself and you looked around and you were like, I'm going full cuck here. <laughs> I'm rooting for Xavier. That was in the post-college. Is that when Majerus was co- coaching? How do you not jump on board the Rick Majerus Billikins? Yeah, I hate to say it. Because uh, I remember it was Majerus. Because uh, I remember I... Te- Dude, I was rooting for them. I didn't even f- fucking go there. I remember I texted Cutter. I guarantee I text Cutter, and he's like, who are you rooting for tonight? Because Cutter and I, you know, because Cutter went to Xavier and we were always, that was always our shit. And I was like, I hate to say it, I think I'm rooting for Xavier. I hate to say it, Cutter, but I think I'm a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think Xavier just cucked me. Uh, well, those are the calls. God damn it. That's why I don't play the calls. <laughs> 310-359-8365. Damn, long show. Well, you guys, you've been here. We did it. 12.33 is officially Monday morning. Joe Prano, plug whatever you got to plug, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, I will be at the Improv in Tahoe next week, um, the 12th through the 16th, with Eddie Ift. Um, so if you're one of the Reno Tahoe crew, if you're, if you're up there, come through. Uh, hit me up in advance. Send me a message. Uh, there's usually a, a guest list at that that club, so I'll get you on up there. And then uh, what else? We got a 1111 show, Andy Laz's place. I believe that's the 29th of uh, December. Yes, the 29th. And then early next year, I'll, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th days of 2019 i will be at the house of comedy in phoenix arizona also with eddie ift so come check those out joeprano.com for other dates at fix your life on twitter at joeprano on instagram of course at andy ruther on twitter if you want to tell him he's a cock or you can join me i'm looking out at xavier's basketball schedule i will be in full gear when i come back to cincinnati no i will not uh, because they will not be home while I'm there. I was just looking at Slew's schedule. Slew's off to a good start. We're six and one. Can I say that now? Am I allowed to say we're six and one? Uh, we? Now it's a we? <laughs> Who's we? <laughs> They're like, we'd rather you didn't. <laughs>
you fucking traitor. Can you guys add me to St. Louis University's Wikipedia as like <laughs> official like fucking most famous cuck? <laughs> All right, guys, that is the show. Yes, follow everything. Do iTunes stuff. You know what to do. And uh, most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>